too, like especially in my industry, like you learn real quick, like some technology, even though it's a different brand, can speak to each other fluently, no problem. It like automatically does that. Yeah. But other technologies can't make that handshake. They can't like yeah. figure out how to communicate with one another. So then you have to go in and actually configure different things. I mean, I don't know enough about it. I'd yeah. say some stupid shit. Oh, you have to go in and configure code and this and that. And it's like probably not that serious, but yeah. at the same time, you have to make adjustments. I mean, you know, it, it's it's crazy. Like just just from my industry standpoint, like. If you if you're using if you run doing just a simple audio setup with one mic and I'm going into my mixer and uh, then I'm going into the wall. Well, if I plug into the wall and I go into the mic setting, but the mixer set to line setting, you're going to have all kinds of feedback and bad sounds. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it can be great. Let me see if artificial yeah, light. Man. No. I don't think it makes me any prettier. No, you look beautiful. Thanks, man. You look beautiful, bitch. This is just... Yeah, I uh, they're eventually going to probably close all the beaches here. To yeah. keep people up on the social distancing thing, dude. It's oh, so like I was saying, yeah, I got a job at at, at Secrets, and uh, last Friday, I uh, last Friday I woke up and I had like a little bit of a sore throat. Yeah, and I was just like, personally, I was like, I don't care. I'm 29. I'm healthy, but I was like, I can't be fucking with like. See, I mean, there's thousands of people there on like any given right. Friday, and and people of all walks of life. It's it's honestly, it's mostly old people that just have money, and so. Um, I called in. I was like, "Hey, so I'm not feeling too well, but like I could definitely come in and work." But and he got cut me off, and he goes, "Don't come in." And I was like, "Yeah, exactly." I was like, "All right, but yeah." Apparently, my parents just went to the grocery store, and they came back, and I I slept in. And I didn't go to the gym this morning, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't go to the gym because it was closed." And I was like, "No, I just slept in." But apparently, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, no, there's nothing there. It's shut down." So it's like. <sighs> world we're in right now you know it's crazy because we've never experienced anything like this before no i mean has. here's the here's the thing i was talking about with people like there's there's good and there's bad with this so as in life like what i do with just about everything or try to do with everything is just take it as it is like i said before to you last time we spoke like i changed my perspective on a lot of things mm-hmm. like nowadays i try to i used to think life was like a stream man like a river and you can never change the river's current. You know, it's gonna go against you if you're fighting it, or you could just let it like wash you away. Essentially, though, like now I see life as like a waterfall. Like I'm just gonna let it. I don't care if it's rushing over me. I'm just gonna enjoy it. You know, yeah, like and and take yeah. it and do what I can to to be positive with others. You know. Yeah. Because it's it's been a screwy time, man. Like I got sick last Tuesday and I woke up and I was like. Oh, geez, please, please, Lord, please. Don't let, I was like, I don't even remember this shit, but let me just try it out. Yeah. Maybe he's listening. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, one of those things where obviously you get sick with anything at this point in time. I mean, with little knowledge or little information, it's easy to freak out. But that's mm-hmm. how people have been freaking out for millions of years since the dawn of man is not gathering proper information. So obviously scared. in the moment I, I thought it was, I was trying to be funny. Like that's not really how I reacted, but in a way it is. And then I did a little research and realized, like, this is totally different. I go to my doctor. He says, let me show you your chart. Every year, same time, you get this exact same thing. Stop yeah. panicking. Like, yeah. don't panic, you should say. Cause, yeah. Because I was a little worried. But, you know, I work at a hotel, man. So Yeah, that's the thing. It, yeah. You never know who's going to be at the hotel, who's been at the hotel, what you're touching and someone else is touching. And um, so I got fortunate last week because they canceled I shouldn't say last week, I guess week before last, because last week was technically TPC or going to be. Week before last is when I got sick Tuesday and they canceled the events that I was supposed to be in. 
And I thought, oh, fuck, it's okay, though. I needed this time off. Nobody wants to be around a sick person anyways. Mm -hmm. But I knew, like, TPC week, I can't call out. Like, it's one of those times where, like, all hands on deck. And the the fortunate thing was I had been on antibiotics. I had been on a steroid pack. Mm -hmm. I started to feel better, so I got to work. And then, you know, we did business as usual. I did point out on Wednesday of last week when we did the PGA marketing forum, which we do every year. It's where they bring their partners in. They discuss their marketing strategy for the next year in the PGA. Um, and so I'm kind of losing you a bit. But we uh, we um, did business as usual. But I noticed, like, from last year to this year, there were about two-thirds of the attendees. Mm-hmm. Like, versus where we had a full house. And I kind of knew. I, I felt something was up. I was like, this is weird. I was like, it's weird for these partners who are guaranteed, like, a free stay at this beautiful resort you know, wonderful golf tournament where you get to party for free, like everybody's partying, having a good time, and they're not showing up. Yeah. Kind of worries me, you know. And then, sure enough, um, Wednesday evening, that's when um, they said March Madness would be placed, played behind closed doors, and then they go and say it's canceled. I wasn't worried about this stuff, and I'm still, like, looking at the numbers, not crazy worried about coronavirus, because it's basically like, I'm a video gamer, dude. I was like, I felt like Hulk in, in Endgame. I've been, this is what I, I was, was made I was, for. It's like I was born for this. Yeah, it's like I was born for this, man. Yeah. Like, what do you think, I gotta stay in my house dude, and stay like, away from social distancing? That sounds like uh, I've been waiting for this since my late 20s. Dude, up like, until now, I've just called that depression, but now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then now I'm like, oh, this. I actually just get to do this now. Like I'm, like, so I'm without, teaching but, the people the way of Tom. I'm like, I'm like, let me walk you through this valley of death. It may be, yeah. uh, may be unfamiliar to you, but to me, this is just Monday through Sunday. <laughs> this is a normal day for me, man. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I, but now I have an excuse to be like, hey, remember those plans we made a month ago? Ugh, we can't. Ooh. And I'm like, secretly, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, Introverts but, you know, unite. Yeah. It's whatever. It's, it's funny because like Call of Duty just dropped this new free-to-play like Warzone. It's Hell like yeah. Battle Royale. Yeah. So I'm sure people are like, oh, no, I got to stay home from work. Yeah. The problem, though, is like lost wages, obviously, because mm-hmm. now you suspend nightclubs, bars for 30 days, restaurants, being able to serve people, things like that. So on top of the hospitality live industry, um, live event industry that I'm in, now the service industry takes a huge hit. So now you wonder, like, can these businesses still pay their rent? You know, the government's obviously taking action to try to prevent people from really suffering to that extent. Like, look at them. They waive interest on student loans. I know a lot of people are going to be able to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. On, um, I think it was Friday. You know, they announced we're waiving all interest on student loans. So yeah. for a huge chunk of the population, that's that's a huge benefit. Yeah. But then again, if you don't have the means to make money, you know, like doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't really matter. But at the same time, every bit helps. I had a friend noticed um, the twin sister of a state rep in Florida tweeted out she was offering $20 to each person in the service industry that's in need of just 20 bucks and like hospitality. So she so I Venmo requested just to see is this legit? Like, hey, you know, like I'm in the service industry. Two minutes later, 20 bucks deposited in my Venmo account. I'm like, that's pretty nice. And people are donating to her in order to do this. Mm, that's cool. And it's very cool, but it, and it's cool to see people come together because, like I said, there's going to be a lot of bad, but there's also going to be good. Like humanity, yeah. we don't face these kind of challenges every so often. You know, we, we're yeah. too busy trying to kill each other yeah. and take each other. But now it's like an unseen, unknown, uncommon yeah. enemy. So if we don't unite and, you know, not only in science in terms of like trying to discover some kind of vaccine or some kind of cure then um you know 
well, why can't we unite at this level where, where, you know, yeah. I, 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 I haven't been one of these people to go crazy over the toilet paper, but yesterday it hit me. It's like, okay, it's been a week of like no toilet paper in stores. I went on Amazon. I ordered these, like, it's a pack of six. It's like the jumbo 2000 foot rolls. And I'm like, just to have, because like, we're not, we have probably 20 something rolls in the house. Like, yeah. Okay. My wife won't let me say this. We both shit a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like we need toilet paper. There's there's no doubt about that. I noticed people yesterday at the store buying paper towels the same way they were buying toilet paper last week. I was like, oh, so this is it this week. Like uh, it's going to be a new thing every yeah. week and people are freaking out like, oh, I need this, I need that. And it's like that's the problem with the individualistic society that we've developed over the last several years. And I and part of me always joked about it starting with like the iPhone, you know, like what's the first letter? Yeah, that yeah, I, uh, yeah. Me, me, me. And so for all of human history essentially – We've been community-driven animals. Um, the moment we started gaining success as a species was the moment we learned how to hunt together, mm-hmm. how to communicate, how to essentially just work together in all facets of life and take care of each other through community. Uh, we've strayed away from that, you know. Like I'm turning my fan you, on. Keep talking. You're good. People, people, you know. Nowadays, you're you're wrapped up in your own business, you know, and it's you don't you don't no community in my opinion like especially in these suburb suburbia across america you know it's like this is my i don't even know my neighborhood in my left or my right well yeah. 50 60 years ago you would have known everybody on your street yeah. you know 25 years ago all the kids in the neighborhood would have known each other and played together and that might still be the case with kids but kids are different um in terms of like you know they don't they don't have that ego quite developed yet um so We'll see. Maybe this will bring us back to more of a community-driven society. Uh, but I got these rolls of toilet paper, and I'm gonna. I'm on that Nextdoor app. We have Nextdoor here in my community where we can, we can all be a community, but like on a digital platform. So it's like I still don't know you. I don't know your face. It's different when you shake someone's hand or when you yeah. get the face interaction versus online. You know, so. I'm like, I want to let like all these elderly people that I that I might live near me like know like, hey. If you need some toilet paper, like yeah. this is 12,000 feet of toilet paper. My wife and I don't need this much. We have yeah. two bathrooms in our house. One of these rolls will last us a couple of months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just, I, I think this is a time where people should be trying to help each other. But instead I see these posts online that make me think like some people are like already premeditating how if we go into an apocalypse, they're going to murder and pillage and take shit from others. And it's a sad thing, man. Dude, like, it's, but It's but, weird, yeah emphasizes one of my favorite movies of all time without a doubt probably my favorite movie featuring a comic book hero dark knight the dark knight um all that's happening right now especially in american society with the way people are ransacking stores not considering the next man it's the joker man when the chips are down they'll eat each other i was thinking of that yesterday i was thinking of that yesterday they're making the joker sound like a reasonable human being because the I wouldn't say reasonable. I would just say honest. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, still well, not. It's still it, not good. It's still like it's not good oh, that we're yeah. going to eat each other. But it's honest. It's. But it's but it's it's also like making the most insane villain of our time appear to have rational thoughts and beliefs. I'll at least have an accurate grasp on like the human condition. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what we talk for animals, I think, you know. So I think we gotta. But I think that can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think if we, I think if we champion that and say this psychopath is speaking truth, then I think we're going to make that our collective truth. I think it's, you know, 
I do think that the way to look at this is to go, what good can come out of this? Because like, and people are probably, you know, they're going to roll their eyes when they hear that. What do you mean? What good can come out of it? We're quarantined. We can't do like, the thing is, is like, whether or not you look at the upside or the downside, like what is here is still here. All right. There is an out, there is a virus outbreak. The economy is stagnating, going to a recession. Shit is hitting the fan. That doesn't change regardless if you look at it positively or negatively. So it cannot there is no purpose in looking at it negatively because it's still going to be the same. So you might as well look at it and go, what are we going to benefit from? Okay, we're going to learn. At the very least, we're going to we're going to we're going to appreciate just how life was like three months ago. Yeah. Doesn't it already seem weird? Skills that could help you. Yeah. But doesn't it already seem weird? Just life like a month ago, like. I now think about just like going out and going like to the store. Memory. Yeah, it seems it's, it's like oh yeah, that never, you never thought twice about it. But like, no NBA. Well, here's the big one. Like, no and this NBA. was my biggest fear starting last week. Not to cut you off, but it's like with sports. Leaving, oh, I don't give a shit. You cut me like, off. I don't give a fuck. I cut everyone like, off. Realistically, it's like, dude, in history, like throughout history, when certain things are taken away from society, like our forms of entertainment, like. Regal Cinema just announced they're closing down all their theaters for the temp, you know, for suspending all operations. Um, sports are over. So, like, the problem is what humans, like, going back to that animal, animalistic behavior, is unfortunately when we get into these situations, crime tends to go up. Um, you know, there's certain things that tend to go up that are not good for us or a good reflection of society, but it's, it's a part of our condition, you know, bread and circus, like in ancient Rome. The way they kept people in check for you yeah. know hundreds of years were by putting on chariot races, gladiatorial combat, handing out loaves of bread and things like that yeah. to keep people. But it's like it's like, but are they really? What are they really giving you? It's really a distraction to keep you busy from worrying about like what you could potentially the actually the digital do opiate. You, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy, man. I think so, it's good though. I saw a post yesterday on Reddit on uh, R. Jocko Wink, and someone was like, "Someone was like, embrace what's happening, like make make rapid, make like make rapid evolution. Like you can't go out, you can't do this. Like use this as like a as like a starting point to the rest of your life. Take this and go. If I can take this exactly. and I can accept the situation and go, how am I going to respond to this?" Um, right. Yeah, I'm gonna. I've got other shit running. I'm gonna turn it off so the connection gets better. Um, keep talking, Steve. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the majority of people think that way though? That they're gonna take advantage of this time to like better themselves? I mean, doesn't, I, doesn't like, matter. You can't control other people. Yeah. It's, my 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 big thing with society is that I've already noticed this. Like so many people stepping out to post how bored they are, and I'm like. I'm like, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Westworld season one was Anthony Hopkins. And he says, uh, my father used to tell me only boring people get bored. Yeah. You know, and it's like one of those things where I've said that to people before and they look like I just slapped their mother or something. You know what I mean? And I'm like, look, I might be inferring that you could you might be a boring person. But at the same time, like that should just be your wake up call. Like there's so many opportunities. Open a book, open a book. um, Just like learn something new i mean i've already i've already got a plan in place for myself now how well i follow that in these early days who knows really i've i've started this exercise routine um and i'm not even i'm only doing like three-fourths of it right now because i'm 
this foot injury, man, it's still like here and there. Like I woke up today and I had pain and now I have no pain. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be pushing it too hard. But I heard this, I saw this months ago and I don't watch the anime, but I've heard it's amazing. It's one bait, it's one called One Punch Man. I've heard and of that on Reddit. He's like a, he's like an OP hero who like literally could beat up anybody with one punch. Like, and I wanted to check it out because I heard it's an amazing show, but the One Punch Man challenge uh, whereas like for months and months and months, I was really just doing push-ups and running when I can. The One Punch Man challenge is 100 push-ups, 100 squats, 100 crunches a day. Plus, it's supposed to be 10 kilometers. No fucking way I'm running 10 kilometers. Yeah, run, it's like six miles. I run 10 but meters, dude. Fuck that. I'm like, I'm like, but I'll run a mile a day. I'll eventually work my way up to running a mile a day. So yesterday, today, I've done the 100 push-ups. I've done the 100 squats. I've done the 100 crunches right when I get up. I'm like, that's my first challenge of the day for myself. Eventually, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's going to last 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, six months, because now they're postponing um, like international events like the Euros 2020, which is a soccer tournament. It was going to be the first time ever held in uh, multiple countries or not multiple countries, but like more than two or three countries, I should say, um, because like I forget where it was in in 2016, but like maybe it was 2012 ukraine and russia like hosted games or something like that but this year it was supposed to be in like paris rome london um barcelona madrid all these major cities they're gonna host it so now they're saying no we're gonna postpone it to 2021 so that 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 that's probably a good idea but that starts to get me thinking like um is it is it that bad that we're gonna just say you know we can't do 30 60 90 day postponals that we're just gonna say a just, year just clear 2020 yeah just clear 2020 it because doesn't the next seem like six, a terrible months, idea because if you keep start delaying everything you're gonna you're gonna almost like a traffic jam you're gonna cause and rippling MPA, delays you know, yeah you're gonna cause rippling it, delays for years if you push every season back three months oh yeah now you've got these crossovers yeah and tele television broadcasting issues you've got now granted just, we live in an age where like digital has become a major platform compete, competing, if not like overwhelming um, the basic digital cable services that people tended to have forever, you know, for the yeah. last, ever since we went digital, what was it like 10 years ago? You know, um, you couldn't really just go from the wall into your TV anymore. You had to have some kind of digital uh, box or server to kind of carry all that information for you, you know, you still plug into the, we plug that into the wall, sure, or just into your, um, you know your your router modem whatever it is um so now though like so something like espn plus could be huge when all these sports come back because like let's put it this way nba is not going to air their typical sunday lineup of games or saturday lineup of games if college football and nfl are on those days yeah. which is not something we typically have to worry about because for the early parts of the nba season from october to january They'll do Sunday games here and there and stuff, but only like one or two. Once the NFL ends, they're going full-fledged like five, six, seven broadcast games every Saturday, Sunday. Now you've got the people, the mega billionaires on this ownership block competing against the mega billionaires on this ownership block, and how long are they going to let that happen? Because now I'm hearing NBA, if it is able to come back in June, we'll just pick up where it left. But that would mean NBA playoffs would be going on in August and September. Now you're competing with the NFL, yeah. college football. You're going to cause if, all kinds of issues. What, so, if, what if all the seasons just? What if they're just permanently stacked? Sh- what, no, what if we just they're just permanently shifted now? We just have the World Series over Christmas. 
We have uh, only one that I think that it would work. Super Bowl for. in May. The only one that I think that I it think would it'd work all be for. cool, man. Fuck it, switch it up. MLS. because we're uh you, you froze we're so that, far you, behind you, on um you, you said mls and it froze you said mls and yeah then, MLS. And it, yeah what? mls we're so far different than the rest of the world like the rest of the world plays soccer on a um fall spring schedule oh and we play soccer on a summer like playoffs in the fall schedule so like the only way for the USA to really ever compete, in my opinion, on an international level in soccer would be for our national or domestic league to change and flow with the rest. But how can MLS ever compete with something like NFL? It's not going to here. And it's not like, I mean, Mexicans and Canadians do turn it, tune into MLS because um, a lot of Mexican players play here and Canada actually has an MLS team. Um, actually they have two, Toronto and Montreal. So, you know, they, we do get viewers from them, but let's put it this way. If NHL is on and MLS is on, I don't think Canadians are turning into MLS. Sure, they're just like any country, like England, for example. People always think it, soccer is the king of England, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, it is, without a doubt. But I've met a lot of English people who hate soccer. They'd rather watch rugby. They'd yeah. rather watch boxing. And if they could, which they only have, you know, limited viewing opportunities in terms of live events – They'd rather watch NFL. It is the it NFL's, is the dominant sport. Because NFL is the best. Once you get, once you watch it, you can't stop watching. I don't even like watching. it like that anymore, man. I don't even like sports, but dude, there's nothing like watching just fucking animals. Just yeah, there's nothing watch like watching a sixty minute sporting event take place over six hours of five hours of advertising and BS. Thirty minute half times where we listen to the same old kooky people talk about the sport, and well, I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. NFL, NFL for me, I think it was like dwindling over the last decade, and then the Falcons, like that Super Bowl, it just totally like I, I was like I was like to me like what if Tom Brady goes to the Falcons? Mm, that wouldn't happen. I dude, I'd my like problem, to see it. I'd like Tom to Brady. See it. Tom Brady's without a doubt, and and I didn't want to admit this before that Super Bowl, but I have to now. He's without a doubt the best quarterback that ever played in the NFL. He is. Hands I mean, he, he's, there's, at, no, at there's the most, no competition. At, there's at least no the most winning quarterback. Well, I mean, I'd say I'd say a guy like Joe Montana, his record does hold up well against okay, Tom well then, Brady. He well never then, lost a Super Bowl. Okay, but, but then, but then just winning, just total nine appearances. Fuck out of here. No one's ever yeah, that, that again. No, no. What is his record there? Six, six and three and or seven and two? So sorry, six and three. Six and three. Okay, yeah. so six and three. Amazing, amazing. But you know, there's still a reason we put like Jordan over Kobe. You know what I mean? Like, or Jordan mm -hmm. over LeBron. It's like, because it, it really matters about winning, but the main difference between NBA, obviously, and NFL is NFL is a total team sport. Like, yeah. yes, NBA is as well, but you one can't player... can't have a one-man team. One it? player on out of five can make the world a difference, whereas one out of 20... I mean, you could even say... Well, look at Brady last one year out of without offensive weapons around him last year. He was struggling yeah, exactly. the whole time. The look NFL, what happened. Their defense was their offense. Yeah, exactly, and it's, and, and, and it's crazy because they have all these weapons, and, and I just think it. it I'm, I think it's smart for him. It's time for a change, but there's no I, doubt. I hope, he, like somebody, I, hope he, I hope he really gets. He has earned it, man. I I would love to see him on the Pats forever. I'd love to see him play till he's seventy. Sure. But you know what? He's he deserved it. Manning and he goes and has like one half a good season, yeah, and then looks like shit for the next yeah. year and a half after that. How does that affect his legacy? I, I hope he. I hope he goes somewhere and just 
and just gets paper for like two years. I, I hope he gets I, like a hundred million dollars because he's taken a cut with the Patriots for the last twenty years. He's I have a, a friend. I have a friend who said today he was like, final note on Tom Brady. He lives down here. He's a diehard New Englander. He said, um, the funniest thing about all this is now one of these fan bases that has hated Tom Brady for the last 20 years is now going to revere him as like the man, as the growth, as, as the best, because he's going to play for them. And I'm like, yes, until perhaps he comes in and has lost his day. can't perform. Yeah, it sucks. Then these people will hate him twice as much as they did yeah. because not only did they hate him winning so much with the Patriots, but they'll hate him and blame him for losing for their yeah. team. And it's like, you know, if he had stayed in New England, my, my whole thing is like, you know, stay in New England, you're untouchable. You're, you know, you, so you it's, I'm, I'm impressed. I respect him more for taking on this kind of challenge. You leave but the NFL as a god. First. Yeah. I would love, like, like, honestly, I would love like, to see okay. him win a Super Bowl with someone else. I would love to see that for him, just to be like so I didn't need the Patriots. Go to a team that already was in like the NFC or AFC championship. Granted, like okay. Baltimore, Kansas City already has quarterbacks. No big deal. But what if uh, like, and LA Rams aren't going to pick him up? They have the Jared Eagles, Goff, but the Chiefs or something. What if, yeah, exactly. What if you were to go to a team like that? Obviously not the Chiefs. Cause I, think they have Patrick be, I think that'd be cool. I'd love to see him win with someone yeah. else just so, for himself, so he could be like I'm not sure. defined by the Patriots. But but let's not pretend unless he goes to a team that really like because let's face it, Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. The Broncos were already stacked. Yeah. But like that's not much of a challenge. Yeah. Like, is he doing it to get paper? Is he doing it for a new challenge? Because here's the thing. Remember a soccer guy, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, played for Manchester United, and then he got called by Real Madrid back in 08, 09, when he was like probably one of the top three, top four players in the world. He goes to Real Madrid, and that's what a lot of players do because Real Madrid's one of those teams. Like, if they Yankees. come calling, yeah, you go. The, you Yankees. go. Galacticos. They're one of the best clubs of all time. You go. It doesn't matter. It's like the Yankees for yeah, a lot of Yankees guys. You know what I mean? Lakers. In terms of it's baseball. Like, it's like, go play for them. Go do it. You have to. It's an experience within itself, and the club is a legend. Is legendary. Yeah. So, Cristiano Ronaldo, though, Real Madrid wins Champions League, big international European you know, club competition. He says, I'm looking for a new challenge. I'm going to find a new club. I'm leaving Real Madrid. Everybody says, oh, shit. Oh, shit, where's he going? Is he going back to Manchester United because they've been suffering and struggling and not been able to perform? Or where is he going to go? So this guy ends up going to Juventus, which is which had won in league like nine of the last ten years. So everybody's like, dude, I thought you wanted to challenge yourself. What kind of challenge is that to go to the best team in another country? You're not challenging yourself. You're just taking a huge – you're taking a huge check – and you're joining another juggernaut of a team. Now, if he had gone to a team that was like struggling, I'd be like, oh my God, like not only would I never have expected that, but he would have earned so much respect. Not that he gives a fuck about yeah. our respect, but <laughs> those guys who's like a workhorse, yeah. who literally, like I've heard stories about Cristiano Ronaldo, and this is why I would make the argument that even even right now, he's probably, he, he might be, you know, people say LeBron, 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 and I'm like, yeah, LeBron. I, I, that's you can't argue against him either. But Cristiano Ronaldo might be the the best professional athlete in the world that's not doing like decathlons. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like or marathons, yeah. things like that. Um, because realistically, this guy, I've heard stories where this guy, like, they'll train, they'll do their three hour training session, and then after the training, he'll ask other players, hey, you want to come to my house? And they'll think you want to hang out. But really, he's bringing them to a house so he can run 10 miles in his swimming pool that's one of those, like, got a treadmill in it. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a workhorse. He's nonstop. And there are people like that in every sport who just have, like, 
another gear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another ability. I know a guy who fights MMA right now up in Boston trying to make his pro debut, and it seems like, goddamn, the universe is just working against him because he, he had a pro fight scheduled for, like, March 17th. Oh, Jesus. For, for first guy he was supposed to – yeah, would have actually would have been – yeah, no, this past Friday, the 14th. First guy he was supposed to fight drops out. Second guy he's supposed to fight drops out. I think the third guy dropped out, and then they rescheduled for April, and now that's probably going to get canceled. I mean, this fucking guy, though, is, like, next-level workhorse. Like, you work out with him for, like, two hours, like, hit the weights, run on the treadmill, do all that stuff, and then he's like, okay, you ready to go spar? And you're like, motherfucker, I'm dead inside. Like, I can't can't do this, but he's just got that other gear, you know, and I don't know where that comes from, but... uh, Yeah, no, I mean... Trigger, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't... But part of see, I want to see two things. I want to see Brady go win a Super Bowl so he can say he's not defined by the Patriots. I, it would kill me to see it, but just as like as like an individual that's given again, and as someone that does not follow, I really don't follow sports. But even just like like passively, I've been able to like he's given me so much enjoyment and excitement over the years. And people would, you care about, people you love. I would love, know, yeah, like, I would yeah. love to see him win one just for himself. And I also really want to see Belichick win one without him. Even though he well he won one before him. No, with, I think he won it. But he wasn't the head coach. He wasn't the head coach. Yeah, he won one. I'd love to see him uh, win one as. as I'd, love, I'd love to see him win one, still as the head coach of the Pats, with someone else. So it's like the yeah, true chess like, player, the true mastermind. Like, yeah, Brady was a very valuable piece, but in reality, he's just a chess master, and it's like was, he yeah. can make do with less. Look, but 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 a chess master. A chess master will use their rook, their bishop. They'll use that's every, what I'm every single piece to win the game, that's and that's what, what Belichick. Belichick's been exceptional with that. Hate him, love him. He's one of those guys where it seems like when the even when the chips have been down in big games for them, he'll find somebody to, to carry the load. Some bullshit, and, and sometimes like, it's a guy that nobody's ever even freaking heard. Exactly. of. Exactly. It's like how the fuck. It's like I saw some post today, and I was like, guys, don't worry. Belichick's got his eye on a ninth round kid with a broken leg right now. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's insane, man. I don't know. Can't argue against up, it. But... Who the fuck was Brady before? Before he was Brady. No, oh, yeah, no he one. was no. He was Drew Bledsoe's backup. He was a six round pick. He was a nobody. Yeah, uh, that's right. But... He was Drew Bledsoe's backup. He didn't. I saw Bledsoe play against the Falcons in like 2001. I saw one of his last games. And what, it's not like you knew. Oh yeah, and the backup is Brady. It's just yeah, whoever's the backup. His name Tom was Brady the backup. Was so good at replacing Drew Bledsoe that Drew Bledsoe's career went on for another like three or four years after that, but nobody remembers that shit because he got replaced and literally, really? you know, his former. I didn't team even know went, that. I thought he was finished after that hit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he went to. Um, he played for like Dallas or somebody of that nature after the Patriots. Yeah, I have to fact Who's check. Who's the myself. guy that injured Drew Bledsoe? Because he is perhaps the most important player in NFL history. All I know is it's been really easy to hate the Patriots, hate Tom Brady um, for several reasons. And not just because they win, but because, like, look at Tuck Rule. I don't know if you remember yeah. that, the game oh, yeah. from Vader's in the snow. It seemed like even since that moment, before they were winners, that, that shit was just going to go their way. And it was all up until somebody freaking Eli Manning yeah who was able to like solve that puzzle but really it was Tom Coughlin because he was the same kind of chess player that Belichick was in terms of using uh you know people that you wouldn't necessarily assume are going to be the the game winners or the you know thoroughbreds for you come in and and dominate a game or make a big play right here and it's like look like maybe this guy's been skilled for a long long time but 
you know, it wasn't until this guy put him in that position to succeed that he I, got the chance I to love, do that. Contrary to everyone else knowing it, I love that the Giants won too. Because to me, yeah. that just makes it all, that just makes it so much more real. Well, like, it makes, like they're not invincible. Look, they can lose. Here's the thing. That's just it. You know, Michael Jordan, despite him coming back, I think in the 95 season, to play like the at the Wizards. end of the season, yeah. and they lost in the playoffs to uh, what I think was the Magic, Shaq's Magic. Um, you know, it's, or no, maybe it was the Indiana Pacers. I don't know. It was one of those two, but he came back and they lost, but it was like, but Jordan didn't lose in the finals. That's the difference. People don't, people see, and I'm a huge Jordan fan, like the GOAT. But, you know, the guy lost in the first round of the playoffs like three or four times before ever getting that breakthrough. But honestly, like, how do you become the GOAT without failure? You have there's to. never been There's you never been anybody to. who's just become the GOAT without losing yeah. at some point. I mean, look at Elon Musk. Dude lost his hair yeah. and then became the GOAT. Yeah. And now he's got a full head. It's just like, hey, and like. The thing is, and, and Brady won. Didn't Brady, Brady won two more Super Bowls after he lost two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, then he, he lost well, a third, here's, here's the and thing. then he so won they a had third. A weird, they had like a weird spurt of time. Like, what did they win? Like three or four won, in a row? They won two of three. No, they won two of I think four. They won, or they won three of four. They won, they won something three, insane. Because they beat, they beat the Rams. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Eagles when I was in eighth grade. They beat the Eagles. So they won those three. Then they lost to the Giants. Then um, Lost to the Giants in 07, and then again in what? In 11-12, yeah. Because that because the time they lost in 2011 was when they had Randy Moss and they had that year where they were like 18 and 0. No, that you was the I, first time they lost. I think I think that was 2000. The, the first loss was 2000 because I was living in Maine at the time. The second loss I was at UGA. That was 2011. 2007. Yeah, the first loss against the the first loss the first under the first loss against the Giants was from their undefeated season. Was it really? That was 07. Was, yeah, because I was living in Maine at the time. I remember. Well, Randy Moss was on that team. If yeah, I'm not mistaken, yeah, right. Yeah, that was 2007. I didn't realize he was on the the Patriots by 2007. Yeah, at 2007 to 2010. So yeah. they uh, let me see 2007 NFL season. Yeah, the New York Giants over them. That that was the craziest one, man. Because <laughs> that was that was when he made that helmet catch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. It's like you, you can't be a New England fan and like get yeah, to enjoy the uh, the the Red Sox coming back from three down. You can't enjoy that and then at the same time also get to have your cake and eat it too. Like we yeah, came back exactly. against the evil yeah. empire and then we got destroyed as the evil empire. We went undefeated and then lost. Like it's both sides of the coin. Like you get to be the evil empire and you get to win against the evil empire. Like you can't have one without the other. And we also got it that definitely comeback. More relatable. Yeah, we get it. We got Whereas to, like Jordan, Jordan in those Bulls, like six titles, never lost the final. Dream team. It's almost, almost like his... it's almost like stuff of like make believe. The myth, the mythical. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like a myth, right? So to get to that like mythic status, you can't lose. Yeah, you can't lose. But and it's that's almost the not a... people would make for Joe Montana. Yeah, like, but it's almost not as fun. It's almost not as fun. I think it's more impressive if you uh, get get to that dynasty well, level, who doesn't love it? Who then doesn't love lose a and then win again. If you can lose and then win again. To me, that's well, if you just lose and retire, then it shows that you weren't mythical. If you lose and then, like Brady lost and then came back and still won two more, now it's like okay, you can get punched in the face and still stand back up. That's a different yeah. kind of tough. It's like Rocky. See, but I can't, I it's can't not how hard you hit; it's about how hard you get back up after you've been hit. With the Jordan, because Jordan literally had his like father murdered. Oh yeah, no, I mean um, he, he is, he is mythical. Won. He is you mythical. I mean? It's like yeah. 
if you Brady was nine and zero in the Super Bowl, stuff like dude, the guy, the guy made the biggest sacrifice. He went to literally like the worst team in the NBA and played with them for two years, making them like a playoff team, the Wizards in like early two thousand. So it's he like went to the MLB. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or tried to. Never really, never really got to it. But it's like you know, I mean, it, there's there's certain athletes who break that that threshold and are like untouchable at that point. And I mean, Tom Brady, despite the losses, is you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's because football. Let's put it this way too: in football, it's what you lose the game, you lose the series, you lose everything. There's no like seven game series, no, five game no series, rally. or something that you have there's two legs, you know, play. like to play. Um, Not only that, you get physically hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean. NBA is physical, I, sure, but not in NBA like NBA in the '90s. Yes, NBA now. Mm, but even I don't then, make that it's no matter how physical a game is, no matter how much the refs let them play, that still never includes full out tackling, which is yeah, just sure. every single down in the NFL. That's not an exception. Yeah, That's how a play I, ends. Argument, you know, it's way more hardcore than NFL rugby. No yeah. pads, and those dudes literally get their teeth knocked out and still play. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, whereas like, and even. Even hockey with pads to me, I argue is like that's that's you're way more brutal on, yeah, you're playing and way more tough and less ice. less deep. The NFL, you're the reason I fell in love with it completely is is you've you've basically got uh, thanks to social media and everything else, you've got like so many so many more massive egos in the league. Mm. And I mean, obviously, the rules have changed so drastically, probably for the better for their health, sure. But for a game that's inherently brutal, as you keep, you know, reminding me, like it's it's so brutal, like without a doubt. But I miss, I just miss the old NFL, man. I miss the late '90s, early 2000s when I fell in love with it, off. and it was like brutality was at an all-time high, and NFL Blitz was the game because <laughs> it wasn't that far-fetched, even though people had like their heads ripped off in the game. You yeah. know, and you're like, oh, you, but this is what could, I like. Yeah, this is what could, I like. You could hit, yeah, you could literally hit people, and you could tackle them and be in the air for 10 yards <laughs> the only reason um, mlb NFL, slugfest the, yeah oh dude exactly. the only reason nfl um will remain king for another you know several years is because of the money and and uh popularity but as we see now with the way people are raising their kids i mean i've spoken to several parents who are like my child will never play football yeah. you know what i mean it's like when we were kids in middle school my mom felt that way but uh, everybody else was playing it. Yeah. So you can play it, I guess. You know, it, it took me two and a half. No, it took me yeah two and a half years of playing football, and I'll never forget this. Like there was a guy at Pius. I know your brother will remember him. Uh, his name was Bobby Bray. Yeah. I mean, when we when we were in like ninth grade, this dude was already you know six foot or six one, probably like two twenty, like or two fifteen. He was a big kid, two hundred pounds. Maybe not two twenty. I'm exaggerating a bit, but maybe like two hundred pounds. Big kid. I mean, I'm 147 at this point. Five, seven and a half, five, eight, 147. It's a 50-pound difference. We both went for a tackle, and um, the player we were going for a tackle kind of like tripped, stumbled forward, and fell. So he and I, as we're coming from both sides, boom, collide right in the head. And I'll never forget, like, getting up and being like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck just happened to me? Like, I've never felt this way. Probably my first ever real concussion. Jesus. And I'll just never forget coaches being like, get back in there, Cherry. What are you doing standing around? You know what I mean? And, just being like, <laughs> and this was after I started smoking weed. So a lot of people instantly, the moment I was like, like 
spring train we did spring practices and then summer workouts and stuff started and i'm like you know like i know it'll pay off like it's hard work you know you work out you do all this stuff you gain all this muscle you build up but right now like after a head after hitting my head like that it like hit me like and i was lazy as fuck but i was still like i think i'd rather just quit this shit and smoke weed that's why i like, never played man I'm, yeah i was like i'm not gonna get i'm not this isn't worth it to me but everybody instantly you know was like ricky williams you you pothead you don't want to play football anymore this and that and i'm like okay i'm like i'm like there's a reason there's part of the reason i left pies is because just because i stopped playing football now all these people who are my friends were like treating me like a piece of shit you know what i mean that's and why it was I like never started from my perspective it was like uh, my, I'm not getting another injury like this. Well, you know, the way but, I looked at it was like, this is, I'm not going pro. That's how I looked no, at it. I was no, like, yeah. I'm five well, at the time. I was like, I'm five eight. I was buff, but I was like, I can put in all this hustle. I'm not going pro. So to me, I'm like, and I don't even like the sport. So I'm like, I looked at it as like, why the fuck would I go stand on a field behind the high school in 110 degree weather? I was just like, I'd rather go for the gym for a half well, hour I, I, and then I go. Football when I was in eighth grade, and I wanted to get chicks. Yeah, and then I it hit me like, oh, I can get chicks without this. Like, yeah. there's a whole bunch of girls who don't even care about football. Yeah. So like, so like a big chunk of me just fell out of love with it. I was like, I don't like sports are stupid to me now too. It's just a big distraction, big waste of time. Of course, like I I've had a love hate with sports since about then, um, but but realistically, like I just I saw football as this thing like, and I'm like, it's not the risk isn't worth the reward. But you know, you'll hear NFL guys say like. If I could play in the NFL for one more season and it was going to cost me 10 years of my life, I'd do it in a heartbeat. And you're yeah, like, because it's like, wow, like, but because for. of the rush, because it's, because people don't people, they're not addicted to like, I don't think they're addicted to the money or they're addicted to the no, lifestyle, to but the, it's like this, like this, like be this, a like, warrior. You're out in the Coliseum. Like rush, right? You've got this arena, this yeah, stadium you're in the fucking Coliseum. Who wouldn't get addicted to that? You get man. your teammates, like, and you're all like, you're gonna go fuck on, you're gonna go fuck up the other team, like protect your human teammates. animals, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's like right you want to be a warrior, but have that. We yeah. love admiration. We love it's feeling like, needed. And, I mean, dude, and I get it. Wanted. I get it, man. I, 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 like, you know, shit. I mean, I get it, dude. Like, I'd go rather just be a champion and like die early from like CTE or something. But like, oh. you get to more, you get to live more in one year than most people ever will. It's like it's like thinking I get of it. it. I get the draw. It's like fuck it. Go out as a champion. Go out as a warrior. Yeah. Think of this though. Like think of this. So it's like what you just said reminded me like um, pagan Vikings, like yeah. Viking warriors. Like if you didn't die with a weapon in your hand on the battlefield, you, you Valhalla, they're like the place to go after yeah. you die if you're worthy. It's not about being good or bad. It's just about being worthy. If you died with with no blood on your weapon, you're probably not getting into Valhalla. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's like that warrior's way. Yeah. And um, you didn't even have to be a good warrior. You just had to give it your best. You just had to do. Yeah. You, you could be. Fight you could be an you idiot. You could be an idiot with bad eyesight and a limp. But if you went out fucking screaming and swinging, you're going to Valhalla. Yeah. It's like. So so you know what would you choose in that scenario? And I kind of get that same vibe from a lot of these guys, you know. And I mean, plus. You're getting paid to play the sport that you love, you know, like mm. without if, if you told me right now, like if I could take this brain that I have now and put it in like 13 year old me and said, if you work hard enough, if you, you know, eat right, if you study, if you just focus on what you need to focus on right now, you could play professional soccer for 15 years, 10 years. 
you know, fuck all the money. Like that's, that's, that's something that it's like a fraternity, you know, mm. and that's the big thing with the NFL. It's like a brotherhood. Yeah. And once you become a part of it, you can't really, you can't, we, from the outside looking in, we can't really fathom what yeah. that is. We can only like assume and, you know, kind of pretend to understand because of the things that maybe we've experienced in our own lives, you know? So like, so for me, it's like this job I have now at Sargas, like with the PSAV team, I'm like, which we're changing our company's name. We bought a company called Encore. Um, and since they have better reviews than PSAV, we're changing our name from PSAV to Encore. And it's like, that's weird to me. Like, it's not like Microsoft bought something, you know, and then changed their name to that just because like maybe people like it a little more. I don't know. But um, like, we're such a tight knit group of people. I never knew any of these guys before I started the job. And I think it starts with our boss who like, he'll, he'll send me a text about my schedule. He'll be like, yo, homie, what's up? And he's like a 38 year old dude. He's not like my, yeah. you know, he's a little yeah. bit older than me, but it's like this like familiarity of being like close to people and, and, and being a wolf pack, you know, like you're, you're united, like, and you're, you're together. And I'm not gonna lie, man. I had some of those premeditated thoughts of the apocalypse. Like what if I was working and we had like six or seven of us dudes at the hotel working and shit just started happy bombs started going off and stuff. And I, I thought about this in a fucked up way. I was like, I was like, well, I'm glad I work with these guys because yeah. they're like a brother. And to be honest with you, there's nobody in this entire hotel, in my opinion, maybe the valet staff, but they don't roll that deep. That could stop all seven of us if we wanted to just take over this hotel right yeah. now. Because we're like seven dudes between 25 and 40, all in good health, all physically fit because of what we do for a living. You know what I mean? And I'm just thinking like those are the kind of people you want to surround yourself with, even if there isn't an apocalypse going on, but just people you like. It's like a shield wall too. Going back to the what the fuck's wrong with me in this Viking shit? It's like a, a shield wall. Essentially, was like the Viking way to fight that that the people from the British Isles have never seen before. People from the eastern part of the world too, but um, eastern eastern tribes countries were more prone to use like cavalry, um, like the Huns, the Rus, even the Mongols later on. All, uh, so, like a shield wall is good, but it might not be the the most effective thing against um cavalry hmm. but but you know it's it would be terrifying but you depend on the person to your left and the person to your right because if they're not doing their job you'll end up dead hmm. so i see that same um you know i use that analogy when thinking about uh my coworkers too because like we each have our areas of expertise like mine's operating cameras like shooting video but then we've got four or five guys on the team who are like audio experts who can who have this ability they've developed, they trained their ears to hear things that like the average person just wouldn't hear. I mean, we've got a couple of guys who do video specifically, which isn't like, it's, you can get paid a lot to do that, but all of us could do some video, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then you've got a couple of guys who are excellent at lighting. So although we're all versed in our own area, we're all like, um, oh, what's the, we're all very versatile in terms of the big picture stuff like mm -hmm. everything that we do so like i know a little bit about audio i know a little bit about lighting i know a little bit about video but if you need a camera operator i'm your 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 best known guy on the team mm -hmm. and we have stuff like this so you know surround people who are who are experts in different things that can ultimately contribute to your your team or your group's goal your main focus which is for us is putting on live events mm -hmm. for corporations for i mean we host football teams i mean 
I met a bunch of football players and coaches this past season because they stay at the Sawgrass Marriott. So they need their quarterback room. They need their tight end room. They need the receiver's room. They need the room for the defense. And now what do they need? They need screens. They need video. They need um, LCD packs. They need big screen TVs for their entertainment. They need all this stuff. So we're setting all that up, and I'm meeting them when they come into those meetings to make sure that they're ready to go for for it all, you know. And now we're we're obviously drastically affected by all this because, you know, people were canceling conferences three months away a month ago out of fear. That's insane. And it's like That's it's insane. insane. I mean, wait, wait. I, I I always say like wait until the month of. You know what I mean? I know it sucks, and you have to cancel a bunch of shit, but you don't realize like the livelihoods you're affecting by doing this now. Um, but it's not just us like live event experience it's like not just sports it's not just you know event hosting conferences things like that now we're talking about concerts we're talking about theater you're talking about all of these different uh types of events all fall under the same umbrella in terms of live event um entertainment so all of these people affected you know and it's nice to see people um getting help especially like the way the pro athletes are helping um, like I know Zion Williamson and Giannis from the Bucks, you know, one one's in New Orleans, one's in Milwaukee, but they're like paying one month wages to all the arena workers. Oh really? It's like isn't this isn't this a fucked up time though? We're like like because let's face it, the totem pole, it's like owners and then like the GM of the league or whatever, or the you know, whoever's, you know, running the operation, the showrunner, so to speak. And then the actual employees the players and coaches and stuff like that but now so this tier of people in this totem pole are the ones stepping up to pay mark cuban is the only owner i've personally heard of like taking his own personal money and saying i'm going to make sure that these people who work in my arena have their wages for the next month which is huge because like it goes back to what i said about our society and like how we view community and so if the people who have more than enough in times like these are willing to extend a hand and help those with little or no opportunities to, you know, for finance, for their finances in this time, well, then that's how we develop stronger bonds from uh, the lowest income folks to the highest income folks. And we bridge this gap. It's not about redistributing wealth or anything. I know I'm all over the place. But it's not about redistributing yeah. the wealth, but it's about helping your fellow man when they're in need mm -hmm. because if the guy who climbs to the top tells you they got there without somebody somebody in their life extending a hand to them i think they're full of shit for the most part yeah. like like rarely is somebody entirely self-made yeah you know what i'm saying like you had either a parent or a mentor or a teacher or a friend or a colleague or a co-worker whatever at some point give you something it could have just been a, a friendly hello hey how are you yeah it could boost your spirits you know what i mean like i've tried to do that um i'm posting these ridiculous videos and photos of myself on instagram and snapchat and facebook and places like that in my story every day for the foreseeable future just saying like like yesterday i posted one that was like day one of quarantine and chill and i put this lady gaga song on that i'm just fucking addicted to i never listened to her music before really but this song stupid love plug to lady gaga whatever she her fucking song i was listening to it in this rental that i have right now another story but i heard it and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like this song i joked with my wife like total joke and she was worried i wasn't joking but i was like 
I've never wanted to be a tranny more than in my life. And right now, listen to Lady Gaga while I'm cruising down the street. Like, can you imagine my hair flow? Like, obviously, it's a fucking joke. I'm not trying to, like, insult Lady Gaga or transvestites. But it was like, my whole goal with posting this stuff in my story is make somebody laugh. Yeah. Make somebody smile. Make them feel good for even just a minute. Because in these times right now, I mean, I do that, like, every day of my life. I'll make fun of myself to just bring a smile to somebody else's face. Even though at certain times, I'm like, why the fuck am I making fun of myself like that? Yeah. But... At the same time, it's like worth it to me. Same reason I became a teacher, man. Just help people in any way you can. I'm not a very smart guy. I don't have a lot of skills that I can, I can't build you a bookshelf. I'm not a carpenter. I can't like come and fix your, I mean, I fix my sink, but I can't come to your house. You don't want me to come to your house try to fix your sink and shit. I don't have these types of skills that uh, like translate to everyday life. But what I can do is use the one gift that I know I have, which is like my sense of humor. So like yesterday is me dancing because HelloFresh still delivered our food for the week. So I'm like, I still got food, you know, like, and, and people responded well. I mean, I only got like eight or nine people actually reached out to me to be like, oh, dude, this is hilarious. Yeah. Like, I needed this, like, you know, but it's like every day. So today I posted a picture of me looking out the window into my pond in the backyard and I had a quote bubble over my head and said, do you think ducks can get coronavirus? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just fucking around, dude. Like. Tomorrow, who knows what the hell it'll be. I, I want to like take pictures of myself in the backyard, like fr from those uh, screenshots from Narcos, where yeah. Pablo Escobar was yeah. like all sad. <laughs> and people are always like, yeah, no, when, yeah, when yeah. Game of Thrones gets pushed back yeah. for two years and you're like standing Waiting you're, for like, March Madness. Hands in your pockets. Like, yeah. man, and, and so uh, going back to what I said earlier, when the billionaires started canceling shit, man, when they're willing to lose billions of dollars, that was the moment that the, I crossed the threshold from being like joking about this whole thing, like making like this is media pushing this fucking shit. Like, it's funny how they didn't flip out over H1N1 when Obama was in office. And I don't even hate Obama like that. But it's so clear to me how much the media hates Trump. And the funniest thing is when they lie about their own bias, when they try to tell you like, no, I'm a journalist. I don't. And it's like, dude, when you're but like. When Trump was getting elected, I heard you talking so much shit. Yeah. Like, don't act like you like him more now. Yeah. My problem is, my problem is, like I've been saying, like, you take the good and the bad and you can acknowledge it, but that doesn't mean it needs to, like, change your entire worldview of whatever it is that's good or bad. Because just like in everyday life, it's ebbs and flows, man. It's ups and downs. So somebody like Trump, he says a lot of shit that I'm like, this motherfucker needs to shut the fuck up. Somebody needs to take his Twitter away, take his cell phone away and get him off Twitter. But at the same time, I, I, I can't stand it when people just want to talk shit, talk shit, talk shit. And I'm like, look, I don't care if you respect the person, but the office of president of the United States of America, you need to have a little respect for it, despite that person not having a lot of you know respect for certain things. Like, yeah. I don't care what it is. You know what I mean? So when they'll try to drag him down and say, oh, did you hear did this, did you do that? And they only talk about the bad things. That's when I'll step in and be like, oh, but did you hear about the 9-11 first responders bill? And of course they say no. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he, he executive ordered that shit, got it fast tracked so that guess what? That, that fund for 9-11 first responders and for all their medical treatment, that doesn't run out till 2072. Jesus. None of them will be alive then still. So it won't really matter that it ends in 2072, but Trump fast tracked that so that they wouldn't have to worry about their medical bills and things like that and their treatments to think like, you know, how much, oh, I'm never gonna be able to retire, I'm never gonna be able to do this because I have to pay for all these bills for this, this treatment that I need for this that happened to me 20 years ago. But 
I mentioned that to, the, to a lot of these people and they don't want to bring it up. I will literally do that, play devil's advocate though, with anybody. It could be somebody I despise. It could be Putin. But I'd be like, yo, but did you see like Putin did this? You know, the funniest thing is just like, you could find something to hate about everything in this life if you really try hard enough. Mm-hmm. But if, like I said, you just let things happen. Like for me, this works. I'm not saying it works for everybody. Just let things happen. Analyze it from almost like an outer body point of view. Like don't analyze it from the emotional side of yourself because it's easy for us to get wrapped up in that. Um, try to Try to have some perspective outside of it because just as it, just as with the truth, you know, it, it's always three sides to every story. There's your side, there's my side, and there's the truth. Mm-hmm. So, like, no matter how you perceive things to be, that doesn't mean that's a hundred percent accurate to what actually is going on. Yeah. It's like when you get into an argument with a friend over a text, and it's like, motherfucker, like we're now getting mad at each other over like written words that there was no way for me to understand your tone. Yeah, yeah. When you, when language, you text something and, and you're like. Yeah, you say, like, okay. And it's I like, are you mad at me? You're like, about... what? No, I was just saying, yeah. okay. Like, I was going to the, like, I was stepping yeah, into the shower. Exactly. I had one hand, so I just said, okay. Like, yeah, it's I'm a weird. I'm fine, you know, or I'm, I'm driving, so I didn't know how to respond or yeah. whatever. But people could take that shit and blow it out of proportion. Yeah. Um, I hate that. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes people are really toxic, so you do have to get rid of them. But, you know, at least... At least from my perspective, I like to try to give people the benefit of the doubt, despite who they are, despite whether or not I agree with them or not, you know, because there are certain things that morally I could never shift on. Like, but at the same time, that doesn't mean I, I have to. You you back? Because yeah, I, yeah. I stopped. Yeah, I yeah. stopped. Because yeah. like realistically, it's like, what do I have to gain from stopping uh, myself from listening to opposing points of view. You know what I mean? That's one thing like, I was trying to think of. I'm like, I'm like, no matter how much like this doesn't jive with like what I believe in or what I hold to be the truth. I'm like, you know, it, it says something about my own intelligence and maturity. If I can't even listen to it, I always try to look at that as myself. I'm like, Hey asshole. Like I don't give a shit if you think that candidate a is completely incorrect. Like, how yeah. unsure are you of your own beliefs if you can't even passively list, not even have a discussion with, but right, of like course. passively listen to a podcast or a news interview with? Like, how, yeah. It's like, it's crazy, man. It's and crazy. the thing is, is, like, I'm guilty of that more than anyone. And you I, know, but then people have developed this amazing skill also, though, of selective listening, where like you could be talking to them, I could be talking to you, looking yeah. you in the eye. And it's just like what they say, you know, in one ear, yeah. out the other. They're not even, they're not even giving it the time of the day. And um, you know, I'm, I think we're all guilty of that at times. I'll, I'll literally, my mom's like super hardcore conservative. So like the years, the last like twenty years have been crazy because like for me, I fell into that as well for a little while just from being around her. I feel like I just was like hardcore conservative, hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. And then I started to like look inward almost and realize like well not i'm not exactly that i thought i was but yeah, i'm not i thought i was certain... that in like 2016 through 2018. yeah 2012 for me for me it was like they'll probably like 2016 17 18 and not really 19 maybe some of 19 but really the last year i've started to look at it and i've been like i don't think all the way one side is ever the answer for anything no and they divide us on these things that like, like realistically it's like it's like 
I think from a human standpoint, we could all agree that like, you know, if you want to marry somebody and marriage is the word that like fucks people up, especially hardcore Catholics, like if you want to marry somebody, I don't really give a fuck, man. Like, you know, if if you then are going to do stuff in that married relationship that then impedes on my life or something like that, then I have a problem. But if if you want to be if you want to be gay if you want to be trans if you want to be any of that stuff whatever ma- whatever makes you happy you up, but man. then yeah. but then you start then we start getting into the the touchy subject of like bathroom use and things like that yeah. and you're like but look motherfucker like I respect your feelings and I respect who you feel you are but if I have a little girl and you're a six foot four and you have a nine inch dick you're not why do you have ba- to use the women's room. Yeah, to me you know that to me like, that transcends all like social acceptance and feelings. To me, that's like if I have a little daughter and fucking big old you know Bob from down south is six four oh, balding. It's not Bob. It's Tina. But now he's Tina. Tina, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna use the stall. I don't care if you're twice my size. I will kill you before you go into a bathroom. That's take terrible, your dick but out man. in the same room as my daughter. You see that game or or video? if you are Tina, then I am now Tina as well, and I'm going in there with you. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Like, and now no know, one, and, and now no one's happy. Like Joe Rogan, I guess Joe Rogan um, endorsed Bernie Sanders. Uh huh. But this is why the Democrats, in particular, are like self imploding. Joe Rogan's a huge figure in like just mainstream entertainment from sports yeah. to podcasting he's probably one of the best well-known podcasters in the world Hands without down, a doubt. the biggest yeah if not the biggest right no, he so, is numerically he is quantitatively I, the biggest yeah, there's no yeah it makes sense right yeah. there's no arguing the statistics the numbers he has, right? he has a he bigger audience bernie than, sanders yeah. but now you've got all these all these uh bernie sanders supporters who want to pull out of supporting him because and this is where the implosion comes because rogan doesn't agree with trans athletes competing against who they think they should you know what i mean it's like that fallon fox that women mma fighter who's nearly killing women in mma because she used to be a fucking man she had how many years of testosterone flowing through her fucking body before she decided to be a woman yeah and i hesitantly call her a she to begin with but you know, for whatever, it's 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 crazy to me. But now they don't want to support him. He also doesn't support injecting uh, kids under the age of eighteen with any kind of like gender treatment in terms of like hormone. You know, I I can't remember what it fucking like hormone replacement yeah. therapy, whatever or treatment where it's like they're yeah, man, giving you estrogen or testosterone based on who you think you should be. Well, and it's realistically, like- it's like. So you're mad at this guy because his opinion yeah. varies from you, even though he's literally one of the only supporters you would need in order to potentially actually make a push for. Yeah, that's some that's time. some stupidity squared. The fact that you would turn down a Rogan endorsement. Well, uh, that's over the like most two va- things he disagrees with. That's you the over. most valuable. Yeah, and the thing is, is, and the things that you guys are disagreeing on are not even vital parts of like Bernie's platform. It's like the things you truly are passionate about, like whatever, you know, and I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with them. Just like take his platforms, whatever, medicine, this, immigration, that, taxes, whatever those are, A, B, and C. The fact that you're turning down an endorsement because he disagrees with you on something that is inarguably superficial. Here's the funniest thing to me about all this shit, dude. To me, that says that um, you don't really care about those platforms and you care more about homogeneity. 
in your right. in your party. The fact that you'd be willing to turn oh, yeah. down a Rogan platform that could successfully launch your argument for medicine this or or healthcare that, but you're turning it down because he disagrees on who should use the same bathroom. To me, that says that you don't really truly care about those yeah. platforms. You just want control. Exactly. It's it's 1984, man. It's, it's like yeah. just total control. And here's the other thing, like. Um, Ah, fuck. I had, a, I had one going. And um, it's 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 just fucked, man. It's just the whole thing. Oh, yeah, here, here you go. You've got people... I don't even want to call her out. She'll never watch this shit. But my mom, she's, like, still wanting to go to church. And I'm like, have you not heard of the social distancing? And she's like, oh, blah, blah. But you've got, like... And she's not even a religious, religious zealot. But I'm sure you have a lot of religious zealots out there who are still going to church, still going to their services, and say, like, well... God will take care of me. I don't need to listen to science here. And it's like, okay. What about but, Mor- what about Je- or is it more? Who knocks on doors? Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses. So that's so like a legitimate. That's like a legitimate yeah. health concern now. So here's the thing. Here's the next thing. <laughs> so they don't want to listen to science about this. They want to keep going to church because they love their religion. They love their God. They love being together. Whatever it is. And then the other people, the other side of this, the people who hate them and they disagree with this and that, they're like they like accept the science behind the coronavirus stuff but they refuse the science behind the transgender stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy yeah. how selective we are and what kind of science we're going to believe how in. How full of bullshit we all are. Dude, Just it's how fucked. full of horse shit all of it's us so are. It's so fucked. Like, and, and the problem is, you know, you, you get into Coronavirus, this, the great we're equalizer. The, we're literally in the, we're in the age in which, um, uh, like, the world is as flat as it's ever been in terms of advantages. Like, yeah. Because everybody almost on the entire planet has access to the internet in one way or another. Everybody, I mean, you got people in small secluded villages in Africa who can get on the village, go to a village like internet cafe and get on Facebook. They have smartphones, they have all this shit. We're, we have access to more information, more learning than we ever have in the history of humankind, and yet it feels like sometimes, or most of the time, we're living in an age of misinformation where opinions weigh more than facts. And and I, I know I have friends, so many friends that hate the fuck out of this guy, but Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings. Like, it doesn't fucking matter how you feel about something yeah. or, or this and that. Like, you can't argue facts or science. Or I had a friend the other day, though, because I'm I'm, I like to listen to other people's arguments. And this guy has a degree in biology. He was explaining to me how sometimes, you know, in science, in nature, you'll have an animal born where it's it's got like an extra chromosome or this or that. Or it's, you know, it's a male, but scientifically even, it's it would be classified there, there as are, a female. Yeah, there are, there, there is and, a weird, and there are remember... cases, but we've gotten to the point where like, and this is what I, I argued back to him. I was like, I was like, you make a great point. But that has nothing to do with these parents who are almost forcing this shit on their kids yeah. and then getting them this treatment. Like, here's my thing with and, and Dwayne Wade, excellent basketball player. Don't get me wrong. But you're going to try to argue me that your son knew at three years old that he was actually a girl. Your son at three years old probably didn't even know how to wipe his own fucking ass. Yeah. But you want to tell me that he knew his own gender. And it's like, okay, it's just a feeling. It's like, yeah, but so wait until they're 18 to 25 to allow them to make these decisions because their brain's not developed at three years old. As a matter of fact, it's a little mush ball. So, I mean, you can't rent a car until you're 25. You can't buy a gun until you can't buy a. A sidearm so, I mean, until you're 21. But now you can't I buy can a sign firearm until 18. Getting estrogen. You have to have. Your body. You have to have parental approval to join the military at 17 instead of 18. 
tattoos, everything else, Every, man. License, so, fucking everything, dude. Travel but on like, your but own. But does that mean it's okay if I, as a parent, took my daughter to a tattoo parlor when she was seven and said, oh, she really loves unicorns? Can we get a unicorn tattoo can we on get her a, face? Yeah, can we get a Post Malone, like, always talk? She really like, wants it. No, they'd smack you. Feels like child. she's a unicorn. They so we wanna, can we get a horn? just planted in her forehead yeah. like she said she feels well guess what motherfucker at four years old i wanted to be a transformer yeah that doesn't mean i like, cut off my arms and fucking legs and give me robot shit no motherfucker like just let me grow and figure it out for yourself you know like because people change we change and i know people who like i'm one of these people i go to a restaurant with a plan to order some fucking food and then i get there and guess what I changed my fucking mind. Now I want this pasta instead of this burger. Exactly. Because our minds are changing. So that happens with me going into the kitchen. Going into the kitchen, I'm like, I'm having eggs. Four steps later, I'm like, I'm having cereal. Yeah, yeah. Completely 180. I told myself last night, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to have a bagel because I really want a bagel. Look at today. Today. Yesterday. Yo, can we push it to 2 p.m.? Yeah, Tommy, that's awesome. I wake up today. I wake up. I couldn't sleep well. If you can't tell, I've got a terrible earache. I hope that's not. Yeah, what's up with that? Do you get those often? No. Hope it's not uh, coronavirus. But, um, oh well, ear, whatever. Bro. Whatever. I've had a good time. But, um, <laughs> then I woke up today, couldn't sleep well. So I was like, fuck it. It was like, I was like, yo, let's do a noon. And you were like, sure. Then you were like, let's do 12.15. And I was like, still laying in bed. And I was like, I'm kind of hungry. I went downstairs, got some food. I was like, let's do one. And I was just like, but even, even like, yeah, and each time we were so sure, we're like, yeah, we're going to do it then. And then it was well, just like, like, we just waltzed in at like 1.15. We're like, fuck it, let's go. But like, it goes back that. to the point, like people being unwilling to compromise or change their minds. I mean, if somebody has the same mindset at 40 that they did at 20, then I'll show you somebody who hasn't learned shit. Because yeah, if that you doesn't don't mean, grow that doesn't, and develop yeah. and change. It doesn't mean that your opinion's right. That just means that you probably haven't. I mean, that means you're c- stuck certain in opinions, your ways. yes. I will think murder is wrong at 40 as well as 20. Yeah, exactly. But if you think that one thing, like, I think Rogan said this years ago, but he was like, we always look at politicians and we're like, oh, they flip-flop, they flip-flop. He's like, to me, that just says, hey, there's a normal human growing and maturing and taking in information and their stances is changing. We always look at it and go, oh, they're flip-flopping politicians. I'm yeah, like, right. I'm like, dog, fucking, like, change, like, my, like what what kind of women I'm interested in changes like what music I like changes what clothes I wear changes like dude if you were just this monolithic you feel and think one thing permanently that, that to me that's not like oh he's not a flip flopper he's a real shoot, straight shooter I'm like that's someone with blinders on that's yeah right just... I might, my hesitation with politicians is like they're fucking weasels and they're snakes. All, yeah, they, they're all. Fucking, they know how to like. They're they, all. Like some of them in particular, snakes. like all of them. It's not all of them, man. But I some think of them all of them. They know how to navigate navigate those waters in order to set themselves up for like five, ten years from now to have to hold office. Still, you know what I mean? Whether they have to do hold it as a as a Democrat or Republican, just gotta don't hold on to their power. The problem, is, the problem in society, and Rogan had a guest on. It's the same guy I always reference, but I never remember his fucking name. And uh, Alex Jones. It's, it's like an Indian name, and I'm just terrible at remembering. Alex Jones just got a DUI. He, he, um, this guy basically said like how how skewed our view of politicians can be because of the way the media and how our system, our two-party system, kind of forces them into a corner, essentially. Like, okay, it's like Obama, like, and I'm gonna butcher this, but Obama, from a worldview, 
is a Democrat uh, or like a liberal Democrat, progressive Democrat, whatever you want to call it. But in his, in like a smaller community, he's something else. And in each, each, you go finer and finer in a smaller community. In his house, he's actually like moderately right. He's dad. You know what I mean? But he's yeah. like, but he's like, he's like, but like, yeah. in his youth, where like, are you putting, where are you looking at it from? But where are you looking at it from? So from the media's perspective, yeah, he's a Democrat. But the farther you go, you realize like, like there's a, like if this is the middle of the line, there's Obama and then there's Bernie Sanders. Hmm. Then there's AOC, who's way the fuck, yeah. way over but here. Even like, that, and even like, that's just from the lens of the media. What about? That's the scale. What but about if you're what over a, this side of the line or this side of the line? You're automatically well, a yeah, Republican or Democrat. But like, there's a lot of Republicans who actually are pretty like, liberal. Like, I was gonna say, like, foot on the line, you're out of bounds. If you end up in the stands, you're out of bounds. Both are still out of bounds, and it's like yeah, exactly. one of exactly. them you had to use instant replay. The other was run our test. Like, you know, it's like shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah, I mean, that's an extreme. Run yeah. our test. Man. But yeah, but I mean, just in terms of like going out of bounds. I mean, literally going into the stands. Like either way, either way. Yeah. So it's like you know, that's why we we think we live in this like world made of black and white two sides. But it's really like <laughs> if this is the threshold. And this is the line. It's not black or white. It's really like forget the line. Line shouldn't even be there. It's just a bunch of gray. It's literally well, it's just like, a bunch of gray. Because like, like I can I can I was registered as a concern as a Republican for years and years and years. But guess what? Anytime there was like a legalized marijuana thing, I'm doing the most anti-Republican thing I know and voting pro and that leads me to another point of of a good that I think I could see coming from all this is what better way to stimulate the economy than at the federal level finally legalizing marijuana yeah you got to make it 21 plus but literally to get out of the great depression which it looks like do? we're going into what did they do they they said prohibition is not making the government any money because it's people are still getting their alcohol and, and they're just getting it illegally you Same get thing with money alcohol. to al capone yeah yeah you make people you make heroes and and millionaires billionaires out of gangsters yeah so same thing someone's right getting now the, with someone's the getting the cake so might as well be us ship up all this marijuana into the country instead make it a homegrown thing make it a, a u.s driven business yeah. where all farms all dispensaries are all owned and operated by americans yeah and then allow it's, them and each dude, me, me and the author of uh the drug user's bible dominic milton trot this awesome yeah. i've had him on several times you've, yeah yeah, yeah he, i saw that he's a fucking boss but we talked about we're like the whole like idea of like legaling marijuana it's like legalizing marijuana it's like no one's saying like legalize marijuana and you and know it's we're all gonna hold hands and kumbaya it's like dude, oh, yeah that's it's like it, dude right? it's like by all means like let capitalism take it like we were talking, but we were like Budweiser. They're, they literally have Bud in their name. Here's their they fear. have, they have, they have, they have shipping routes. They have warehouses. They have distribution centers. They have all the infrastructure. They're like, dude, just start selling dude, pot too. Marlboro, you can call Bud White. They have Marlboro Reds. Yeah. They have Marlboro Blacks. But I mean, Marlboro I mean, Green. Budweiser. It's literally Enjoy. Bud. Just fucking put in. You could literally sell pot. I mean, anything like any. It, doubt, okay, man. yeah. You spell you sell cigarettes or. You mean where where do you buy cigarettes and lottery tickets and beer and, and diet coke? You get them all at the same spots. Any of those companies can tap into. Hey, and wait, look at this. We also sell blunts. 
five dollars pre-rolled ingesting and here's the other problem too like that that i why thought, why wouldn't mcdonald's sell pot that would boost their sales a, well and i'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah why not <laughs> but like it's still gonna be 21 plus that's my that's my absolutely problem. absolutely yeah, yeah, be no, let's not be stupid so like no matter no, no different than alcohol like yeah you gotta be 21 here's my big thing though too is like is like there's so many people who don't realize like when they think of marijuana too they're like oh ooh. it's like motherfucker like you think you have to smoke this shit motherfucker like, you're an idiot like what if i gave you what if you said to Tincture. me what if you said hey i have a headache and i said hey drink this six ounces of lemonade and you're gonna feel amazing and you're like what or so, put, yeah, I'm like, or I'm like, put you don't this to take droplet under your tongue yeah or something as simple as that right like or i'm just cream, saying it can come in so balm. many different forms yeah it doesn't it have to be toucan dude you can like, literally it can be a colorful little gummy bear that you wake up and one second I'll yeah steve cherry going to get going to get the marijuana's I have a terrible earache. I hope I don't have coronavirus. If I do, I leave this podcast to. I'm talking about. I'm talking about if if this earache is coronavirus and I die, I'm uh, I'm I'm legally saying I'm I'm giving my podcast to my friend Matt Dank Nugs. Check it, check it, check it, check it. All right, look. Can, can you, look give, at this. Can you give me one through the through the screen? Uh, well, I broke. Oh wait, here you go. Nutritional facts. How hard is that? Yeah. Put this shit on there. You can see like 210 calories per. Yeah. There's seven seven in these. It's 350 milligrams. It looks like a bud. It does. So guess I, what? That's what I thought it's it was. A little fucking cookie, dude. It's oh, like I, a I, rice I thought, crispy I treat. Thought it, I thought it was. A, I literally thought it was a nug. Yeah, it, it's strawberry punch. It's a rice crispy treat that tastes like a rice crispy with fruity pebbles. Like it's amazing. Like, but. Give me one. Give me one through the screen for this earache, dude. It's a totally different feeling, though, than me using this, mm-hmm. which is a synthetic oil. Mm-hmm. Like so, and then that's totally different than if I were to smoke a joint. And then on top of that, like, what's in that joint? Is it indica? Is it sativa? Could it be a hybrid? There's yeah. so many different things. Here's the problem with the government and with legalization of marijuana, because sure, they sell it in stores. You can get different strands. You can get different products for different, um, you know, resolutions. Maybe you just want to get high. Okay, that's fine. But maybe you actually have like nausea, or maybe you can't sleep at night, or maybe you have anxiety, or maybe you have depression, and all these things, all these different strands, these specifically different strands, can help you with specific things that might be problem, different ailments. So like, um, the problem is, unlike alcohol, I mean, alcohol you can do this too, but mostly, you know, West Virginia, Louisiana. Like, yeah, you can make moonshine in your bathtub. Sure, sure, you can fucking go Michael, through all that trouble. Michael That's a blind. lot of trouble. Might go blind. Here's the thing. Yeah, might drink the methanol, the not the ethanol. The government, the government doesn't want this shit legal because with the last thing what they want, even after they're taxing it, even after they're making a killing on it, is for Joe Schmo to say, okay, well, what I'm going to task myself with is learning how to grow it, learning how to grow these different strands, and now I have a garden in my backyard with eight plants. Yeah. I'm, I'm yielding, you know, uh, uh, you know, let's just say 24 ounces every every seed. It's probably more than that. I don't know too much about growing it, but now I have my own garden, the same way I would with vegetables and fruits, can supply myself with what I need to self-sustain. That's what the government doesn't want. They don't want, want. that. They don't the government want wants you to depend on them. So the way they see it now is but it, thing, it, make, yeah. it makes them more money to put your ass in jail for that shit. Through private than, prisons. And yeah. than, than it might be. But how many people on average are going to actually take the time to grow their own shit, man, and to learn about it? Probably not that many. Infinitesimal. 
even though it's interesting and I like the idea of like, oh yeah, I could grow. The reality is, is like, I could also grow my own vegetables. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm probably going to ride to the store and get some spinach. I'm going to get some carrots because I don't give a fuck. I got a podcast. I got an Xbox. I got shit to do. I don't want to I've been grow. making this argument for years though. Like, it's no. all about the fact that it, 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 you could, if you can develop your own shit, then, then maybe, then, then on top of that, if I had a whole plant in my backyard just for headaches, why the fuck would I ever buy Tylenol again? If I can just, you make a butter and then put it on a little cracker and heat yeah. it and my headache goes away. Yeah. So the pharmaceutical industry would take a major hit. But this is where we get into that point where I was talking about good and bad coming from all this is is how much are we how much more can governments be willing to allow people to suffer suffer for capital gain, whether that be in a jail cell or be physically, mentally, whatever it may be, because whatever we're doing now doesn't work. It's not. And I'm, and and, yeah, and, and hate it or love it, the movie that I thought uh, best exemplified that last year might have been Joker, and and para, Parasite it. in terms of financial um, inequality, but like and what people have to do and what it's like being so poor. But like Joker, man, it, it really holds a mirror up to what it's like to live in this society with mental health issues and, and and it's obviously to an extreme but like the guy is um oh god i was just watching a video of this dude on on youtube last night and it was freaking me out because it's it's called like it starts with a p but it's um it's, it's something about laughter like you cannot stop oh the, path, pathological laughter yeah. um and there's a scientific term for it too that yeah. i probably will butcher but like you literally, the guy literally yeah, seen, is I've laughing seen, I've seen nonstop. Those yeah. But like, on the inside, he probably feels like he's dying. Well, he's yeah, probably no, so they're, exhausted. They're like crying because can't hurts. go to a fucking funeral because they say one thing and all of a sudden you can't control it. Your, your nervous tick. It's like Tourette's. You just start laughing. Well, that's kind of what um, Joaquin Phoenix did so well in the movie was make you believe like he's got this disorder. But you know, you're riding on the subway and you just burst out laughing. The next thing you know. Joe Schmo again, he's pissed because he can't grow his marijuana in the backyard, you know, and, yeah. and he hears you laughing, he thinks you're laughing at him. Now he wants to fuck with you. Like, so it's an everyday struggle for these people, and we're not really like, it's, it, it just feels like, especially if they're left behind in terms of um, their financial situation, if they're in the lower third, nobody's gonna give up. I mean, I'm in the middle class, dude, and when I got let go from Channel 4, I almost felt like, they, it was a big fuck you to everything that I've been dealing with mental health wise because I've been going through all this shit. I had like one outburst, probably my only second outburst in two years um, because somebody disrespected me and I felt really shitty at the time mentally and I kind of flipped out and it was like they just fired me for that. It's like to me that's what we do to people in this society, especially when they're going through it the worst and don't know how to handle it because they can't, can't figure out how to get the help that they need is we kick them to the curb. Same thing yeah. with homeless people. Same yeah. thing with homeless we're, we're also, people. Yeah, we're also quick to be like, speak up when you feel this way. Like, let's yeah, end but, the stigma. But you know and then, and then when, but like, and then when you finally moment. do bring it up, someone's like, shut the fuck up. And you're like, or, or they're, or they're like, or they're like, ooh, this person has something wrong with them. Like, and then they, then they start yeah. talking. Oh, about you would do. That's what I fucking like. When people look at someone with like mental illness, and they're like, I've literally, I've seen people say like, or I've like read it and be like, yeah, there's just. It's just like I don't even want to be near them if I know that there's something internally off. And it's like, dude, a very, very small percentage of people with mental illness are like truly not in touch with this reality. That's like severe schizophrenia. Like yeah, exactly. the vast majority of it, it's like just think about being like, you know, on a bad, sad, rainy day. It just kind of feels like that often. All the like, time. But it's like that's what it is. It's not like it's not like, you know, I'm like not in touch with reality and I'm hearing demons. It's like, no, dude, it's yeah. just 
But when you look at people and you're like, oh, that guy's just fuck. You're like, dog, what the fuck? Like, what yeah, I like, feel like, is nothing you've never felt. I just feel it more often. It's that simple. This is what I mean, too. And for my majority of my life, I lived through life wondering what, like, I'm a very empathetic person. And and I've, if I do something to somebody that I could perceive, and maybe I have a exaggeration of this in my own perception, is like I end up apologizing like a maniac. You know what I mean? Mm. And I have a lot of people tell me, like, they're like, dude, just stop. stop. Like, yeah, me it's too. Okay. Yeah. But, they, like, but it's like this, this, this thing in my head, like, and you apologize and, for and apologizing for years. Yeah, exactly. And so for years and years, like, and it got the worse it was uh, when I was at Channel Four. Like, I had times where I thought, like, am I fucking schizophrenic? Because I hear these these voices, and I don't know what the fuck they are, like, or who they are. It doesn't sound like me because it's just, and it's so mean. It's like you're fucking worthless. You're a piece yeah. of shit. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Yeah. That person you love is just waiting for you to fuck up so they can kick you to the curb like anybody yeah. else. And this and that, and it got so bad, man. Like that, eventually, like I didn't have uh, my own like self love, an internal voice representing that part of me to like stand up to that voice. So yeah. like, I'm just living my life, and every night I'd, I'd go out to a story for Channel Four. I might have mentioned this before, and I'd be driving back to the station. And Jacksonville has like it's known for its like bridges, its waterways. I'd be driving over a bridge, and that voice would be like, "If you drove this fucking truck yeah, off the no bridge right now, no one would even fucking care." Yeah. And and like you probably couldn't you, even survive. Yeah, you should you, do it yeah, just you, to see yeah, if you, you can survive those yeah, cold you fucking, waters. You fucking bird. Because That's like what part you of are. me just wants yeah. to feel alive. It's like yeah. it's like this lyric in a song um, from a video game from Red Dead Redemption One. Um, Jose Gonzalez he composed a song called Far Away. And the first lyric is it is step in front of a runaway train yeah. just to feel alive again. Yeah. And to me, it was like my my whole being existence in that moment was I'm covering all these things that people would be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. It must have been cool working in the news, you know, interviewing celebrities, doing this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but when when like it's Tuesday and I've already covered two triple homicides and one in yeah. which like a baby was shot and killed for no reason other than existing, you know, like. You get you get detached, in my opinion, mm. from like reasonable thoughts about reality and yeah. what is really going on, because yeah. that's the extreme of it, and you're always caught up in the extreme of it. So to me, it was like I I almost felt like just completely dead on the inside because I felt like there was nothing I could really do other than tell these stories. But at the same time, when something tragic happens and people in the newsroom are almost like celebrating because now they have an opportunity to win another award or this and that. I'd be like, how the fuck can you feel this way? How the fuck can you think like this? And my entire life, I spent 20 plus years, 27, 28 years of actual rational thought. So not that long, but like 20 years of rational thought. Cause I don't consider me before like eight, nine years old, really rational thought. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard yeah. to do. I don't think the first, I, had, ten, I don't think the first I had a close years, friend yeah. of mine die when I was six, yeah. um, drowned in a pond, froze to death. So to me, that was almost, so six years old, seven years old is when I felt like this adult part of my brain start thinking about things that I don't think little kids should think about. Like yeah. death is the big one. Like, and, and, and it was like, you know, all these fears you start developing and then you start becoming jaded towards people. And I became angry. I mean, I was angry with my home. I was angry with all this stuff, but that's besides the point. I got to this point in my life though, where it just dawned on me, not everyone's brain operates the same way yours does. Just like cars don't operate yeah. the same way. They all have similar functionality and they all have similar parts and pieces that or, exist within or, them. Or headphones like, and microphones. Like, like to my, to my brother, like I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. To my it's, brother, like, it's like what we're like, both. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm not calling him out. I'm not trying to call these other friends of mine out. But like, I know a lot of people, and my mom can struggle with this too. 
and I have a real issue with apologizing. Whereas it's like, it's like almost too easy for me at times. So I've had to learn to not apologize for everything. Yeah. But like, but like when someone, when I hurt someone genuinely and I feel that like I need to apologize, I have no problem doing it. Yeah. I don't have this ego that's going to put up this wall and say, you're right. You're not wrong. Don't apologize. Yeah. But I did start to realize like from that with people's brains operating differently that perhaps the voices I were hearing weren't because I was crazy. And I, and dude, I've got to send you this album and you, and next time you just need a day where you're going to just spend, you just want to meditate or you just want to listen to something that'll give you like just this unbelievable, in my opinion, almost like this, it's just perspective. It's so it's this guy East Forest is this musician. He makes music. He went to live with spiritual guru uh, Ram Das, who passed away last yeah, year. Yeah, He went and lived with him for like six weeks or something like that, and recorded all these conversations they had. I and love then he took, dude, I'm telling you, you're gonna love this album. I'm gonna send it to you, and you're gonna flip out. He recorded all this amazing shit from Ram Das, and then and then made an album with it. And it's a lot of like, dude, there's an awesome like, one called Crease K R. I E C E. He made, yeah. uh, he made an album called Cosmix M I X X X, and it's it's all Ramdas. It's Ramdas with like beats. It's fucking amazing. So yeah, so it's like Ramdas with beats, but then there's certain songs. Like a few of the songs have this like singing, but it's like some of it's like African tribal stuff, and other parts it's a little different. But it's just incredible. And he's talking about ego, and he's talking about your soul. And he's talking about all these things, and it just started to dawn on me that while working in the news, what I really truly believe happened to me, where it's like all these doctors would tell you, oh, you were bipolar, you're this, you're that. And I mean, I still have anxiety and depression, but that's something I've always had. But I just started to realize like that voice, that voice in my head that was telling me I was a worthless piece of shit, that it was this and that, was like, it was like my ego. It's like my ego because I hadn't, because I was living a life at the time that, um the person who I wanted to be was so conflicting with who I really am. Like the person I was trying to be by working in the news, developing my social media presence, this and that, like, which I never really care about, like marketing myself that way and things like that. It, it just like got so serious that like, it's like my ego and my soul are having this battle. forever battle always. And like, it's a constant war. Every day is a battle and I'm going to lose some battles, but I'm not going to lose this war if I'm able to always try to feed my soul mm. with what needs. My buddy and I had a great conversation recently about music and how the different types of music, like I'd love to get hooked up to like one of those brainwave scan machines, like, and just MRI. have music play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And see how my brain reacts to different music because dude, I had this aggressive aura around me the last couple of months and I didn't know what was going on. I was like, this isn't me. Like what? It's like my ego coming back and taking over me and consuming me yeah. and making me say things and do things that I don't want to do. I, like, get, I, I get that way when I find I'm meditating less. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. But I'll notice after a couple of weeks, I'll be like, I like, like that confrontation could have been completely avoided if I had just said, you're right, I'm wrong. Like you're right. I shouldn't have done that. In face. Yeah. Like, or you're like, you're like I'd, weeks ago. Yeah, like there are times where I'm like, and it happens slowly, but one day you just kind of notice it. You're like, God, I'm just being a, like, I'll find myself and I'll be like, Yeah, dude, yeah, dude. The world literally revolves around you. I'll just be thinking like, you jack. Like I'll be angry at myself. Yeah, I'll be right. like, you You'll be like saying, talking shit to yourself, and you're like, I gotta be my biggest fan because exactly. there's already that, enough people out here talking <laughs> shit and acting this way. I punched a dude in the face at the hotel. Yeah, he was like, I like I don't even know this guy that well. 
He's 23. I didn't know that when I punched him. I probably could have given him a little bit more of a pass if I'd known he was 23, but either, even so. We live in this age now, too, where people get so comfortable talking shit on a computer or through a phone that they forget, like, if you talk shit in real life, you might get punched in the fucking face. And this guy said some things to me that were just, like, so volatile and foul that I it took me, like, 10 minutes of processing it. And I wanted to look at him and be like, yo, man, what you were joking about back there was not cool. But I could never, like, find the words because it's not easy. Like, it's not easy to, like, tell people that because and i don't i was going to use this term earlier and i'm not a big fan of it but at the same time i've witnessed more and more of it since it became a thing is that toxic masculinity shit Mm -hmm. and it's like you know in this society for men it's like guys fucking with each other guys fucking with each other if you're the guy who speaks up and says hey i don't want you fucking with me a lot of times in just my own experiences that's when it gets turned up to like 110 like oh you don't want me fucking with me you don't want me so like i kept quiet i kept quiet and then this guy said something to me like like he'll fuck me up and i just had enough at that moment in time baby i live in florida this is stand your ground state if you want to fuck with me i'm five foot seven one sixty five and you're six one two forty no judge in the fucking world is gonna believe that you felt threatened from me but they will believe vice versa i'm not saying i'm premeditated but i know the law in terms of that so i'm like if this motherfucker says one more thing to me like he'll fuck me up then i feel directly threatened and I'm in the right to defend myself at this point. So he says, get fucked. And I just turn and I shove the fuck out of him. And I'm like, and I don't even say anything really because normally when I push somebody and I just look at them with that crazy Italian fucking rage, they're like, oh, I was just kidding, man. I'm sorry. I was just kidding. Like, please, let's not escalate. But this dude, six foot, six foot and a half, six one, whatever, 240, turns and like squares up to me. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's going down. It's time. He takes one step. And this is when, like, I've never really trained in martial arts. I watch a lot of MMA. I watch some jiu-jitsu, combat jiu-jitsu, stuff like that, too. Boxing, big-time boxing guy. And I've, like, fucked around before. But everything slows down in that moment for me. And, um, and I say to myself, if he takes one more step towards you, you got to fucking defend yourself because this is a big guy and you don't know if he's going to try to tackle you or what he's going to try to do if he gets on top of you. I don't know jujitsu, dude. I'm probably going to be fucked. I'm going to wear myself out by panicking or something because I don't get into those situations often. I don't train, so I got to be careful. Well, that second step he takes next to me and I just, you know, I've had this happen to me like four or five times in my life when like I knew shit was about to go down and I'm like, I can end this. Like, so I, I, only, I only think it was really like 60% of my power in terms of that, but I hit him with like a hellish right hook. Boom! Fucking hit him right in the face, right in the jaw. His glasses go flying off his face. And now he comes back to and is like, dude, I always thought we were just joking. I thought we were... And I was like, not... I, I looked at him in the eye and I said, not once did I say one fucking thing to you that would warrant any yeah. kind of fucking you know repercussion like you coming at me the way you have all day and i'm not fucking doing this anymore so finish setting this fucking room because that's what we do for the job and 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 fuck off you know yeah. what i mean and i came back i mean it took me five ten minutes to calm down i was like i fucked up i'm like yeah. apologizing to people and most of them are like dude if somebody said that kind of shit to me i don't know how i'd respond like that's terrible like that you even had to like deal with it and so like, but in my head, I'm like, God damn it. I'm so mad at myself yeah. because I'm not this person anymore, but I've, I've had this aggressive aura around myself. I knew that. And I still let myself get pushed to that point where I like physically yeah, acted on it. Yeah. It's the worst so, feeling when, yeah, it's the worst feeling when you lash out and then you're like, why did I do that? And I that? work with all these dudes who are like 25, 26, none of them have ever even thrown a punch at another person before, but they, so a couple of them talk shit. Like they're like, Steve thinks he would take me in a fight. Yeah. 
but I, I blah, blah, and I'm like, look, motherfucker. I think like, that, I, yeah. don't, I don't think that. I know that, but yeah. I don't even like expressing myself this way. That's not yeah. me anymore. I, I think I think all that stuff is super beneficial because I just, I look I try to look at it as like a battle with myself. I, yeah, look, I look at it and I'm like I don't even look at it as like can I fight this person I look at it and I'm like are you tough enough to keep yourself calm that's it that's it you make it a battle against yourself disregard yeah, them exactly. look at it as you versus you you're just like alright there's half of me that's saying let's fight let's see if I can fight that that half thing that part of me that's saying let's fight let's see if I can say no we're gonna stay calm and centered to me that's the real battle is like no you're 100% right it's just like it's just like let's see because i mean nothing is more about sure you can punch someone but nothing i mean having worked security at bars nothing truly fucks with someone more than when you just show that like you cannot be, you're you can't, you, like it, not, not only you're unfazed but like it, you're not interested it's just like yeah you just keep the look on your face that says like dude i'm, I'm paid to stand here like like I, yeah like i don't so i did that i did like, that like thank like you for entertaining hour. my afternoon like yeah it's you just gotta disconnect i did that for like all day and then after he said this one thing to me that i definitely was like okay that's the line crosser i waited like 10 minutes trying to like just calm myself down and then it just he kept wanting to escalate it and like i said i felt like i failed myself i failed the people i love because i reacted you know so like it's all a learning experience um I gotta take a piss, but that'll lead me to my next thing, which changed my entire life for the better that I tried for the first time ever, like uh, a week and a half after that. And uh, once I tell you about this shit, you're gonna be like, oh, fuck, like, that is crazy. But maybe you've talked to somebody about it before, but let me take a piss real quick, I'll be right back. I got a little more time, I don't know how much time you have. I I gotta tell you at least this story, I'll be right back. All right. Um, We're recording, all right, yeah. So I was in this aggressive state of mind for months and part of me felt like it had to have been because the one, obviously I'm more stressed, got a baby on the way. I need to make money. All this shit's happening. Been feeling stressed, got sick, was feeling kind of shitty too. And then uh, I had a buddy come over. We were watching the UFC this, uh, I don't think it was this past, it was weekend before last, um, like a week ago, Saturday. And it's crazy. Part of me was like, man, when I get into this state of mind where I just feel overwhelmed with so much shit, like weed isn't gonna help with that. Like it's gonna help me like feel like a little a, a good vibe like within myself, but it's only temporary. You can't smoke weed all the fucking time. You can't yeah. vape all the time. You can eat edibles all the time. So like for me in the past, what's really worked is tripping, eating mushrooms, eating acid, eating something that's just gonna almost like here's how I see it. Here's how I see it. In, in our lives, the computer. In our lives, like every day of life, dude, like just picture a brain, just picture a brain. Every day of life with our interactions with each other, with our own internalization of certain uh, thoughts and feelings, um, essentially our brain is just uh, just floating nothing. Imagine a blank room, nothing. Well, all these negative thoughts and these negative things we say to ourselves, uh, negative entertainment that we engage in, everything, you know, that we that we take in. Um, we, we slowly build a cage mm-hmm. around our minds. Like, we're, like, just imagine, like one day, maybe, yeah. maybe a whole wall is built, or maybe just yeah. one bar is placed. It could be a, it's just flowing. You start to build, you start to construct so you, you, reality. Start to, yeah, you start to fucking build a cage around yourself, and, and it's like how we perceive reality. And I had done that for months and months and months. And I just felt like I don't know what the real cause was. Like I said, it could be some of the music, could be some of the shows, could be the games I'm playing, could be just like, 
every day and not enough exercise, who knows? Mm-hmm. It could be a lot of things, but I'm building this cage, I'm building this cage, and I just felt like, man, I just feel like I'm, I'm in this cell, like right now, and I need to get out of it. So the way I know how to press, like restart or reset on my reality is by leaving it, mm-hmm. by getting out of it, getting out of my own head, getting out of my own body. Uh, yeah leaving, going on a journey, a walkabout, so to speak, is how I look at it, because that's like a normal thing in in, um, in Australia for the Aborigines is they go on a walkabout. Native American tribes did it too, where you hit a certain age, and it's time you, you eat peyote, you eat something. Yeah, go out in the fucking woods. Yeah, go out in the woods and be with nature and, and to have, have something change within you. So my buddy comes over to watch UFC. I'm like, damn, wish he, wish he brought me some acid, but I'm still kind of sick. So it probably wouldn't be a good thing for me to smoke, to take acid anyways, like and fucking smoke all night and trip balls and then wake up, go to bed at like 8 a.m., excuse me, and then wake up at like 1 p.m. and still feel worse than I did. So then out of nowhere, we're, he's about to leave. And I'm like, yeah, man, but, but maybe soon, like maybe soon. My wife was out of town. So I'm like, nah, you know, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to upset anybody. There's nobody here but me. Like, but he didn't have it, but he let me know. He said, Hey, but I do have my DMT pen. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I've heard fucked up things about this though. Like I've heard like if you smoke DMT or whatever, like it's out of a crack pipe and like it's hard to like get back to reality and like feel normal again after use and whatnot. And he says, well, this is different, man. This is like a concentrate. It's just like our, um, it's just like our cartridges that we use for Bud and the DMTs in that you hit it, you know, however much you want, however much you hit it is how deep you'll go down like the rabbit hole. You don't have to hit it more than once. You'll feel something, but how deep do you want to go? I've, I've told you I've got the Philips Hue lights. They like change colors and shit. Well, so I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this. I put the Ram Dass East Forest album on that I mentioned to you because I'm like, this is what I've been like. When I do meditate, rare occasions, this is what I've really enjoyed listening to lately. I throw that on, we come over to the couch, I take the pen, I rip it once, almost like instantly. I, I can't even like keep it in. Like I rip it. He's like, you have to hold it in. You have to hold it in. I rip it. And I'm like, I'm sick still though a little bit. So I can't hold anything in too long. So I'm like instantly like, oh, oh God. Oh, I'm like, oh dude. Oh dude. I, and in my teenage years, um, salvia was a big thing. Yeah. You get your hands on it. Like um, Love Shack and those stores in Georgia that had all that yeah. shit. Um, and salvia always like overwhelmed me for like 45 seconds and then it was over you yeah. know what i mean but i was i always kind of felt screwy afterwards that's something you smoke yeah smoke salvia i one time i smoked salvia and literally i was on like a, a third story deck at a party and i didn't even know it was salvia somebody just handed me a bowl i thought it was weed and i ripped it so hard and i was like but it's like almost as if like and this is terrible to say because no this almost like scares people away probably but when i took salvia like I could almost like feel it in my veins. It felt yeah. like almost like rushing over me. Like I imagine the same feeling would be if you were di- if you were about to be executed by lethal injection. Like you feel it rushing your veins. Like oh, something's changing in my like anatomy and my yeah. being. So I got that feeling. I had the DMT pen. I was like oh my god. He said just close your eyes, man. Just close your eyes. And I and I'm like closing my eyes. I'm like oh my god. Like I feel this like overwhelming like almost if like something is replacing my blood or replacing like what's in my veins right now. And, and it's, it's, I can feel it going from my fingers all the way to my legs, um, through the back of my neck, like just everywhere. I'm like, Oh, what the fuck is that? And I hit it again. And then I had the greatest, the single greatest experience I've ever had 
using any kind of drug. And I mean, I've smoked opium, I've taken yeah. mushrooms, I've taken acid. I never did peyote. I really wish I had been around people who take peyote. And I've smoked all different kinds of weed, you know what I mean? Like done drugs that I'm not proud of that I don't even want to admit that I've done, you know what I mean? Like so a plethora of shit. And uh, but this was the single greatest experience I've ever had. And I haven't listened to a lot of the Rogan stuff where he talks about it for long periods of time, but that's where I've heard it brought up a reference before. So I didn't know what to expect. I ended a second time. That feeling is like rushing over me. It's 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 like a euphoric warmth. Hmm. It's like almost as if like when you like feel chill, you're not cold. You feel chill, and then somebody else wraps a blanket around you, hmm. and like oh, so warm yeah. now. Like I'm sitting there, and it was insane, man. I'm like looking in my head. I'm like looking in my head. My eyes are closed, and I'm looking in this blank room, and it's like there's a sh- there's just this item. And what sticks out to me the most was that it was like a green cone and it had textures all over it. I can shut this door if that dog gets annoying. But it had, you didn't hear it? Okay, I can't good. Hear it. It's like a green cone. And then, and then like without me even meaning to, it starts changing to another shape and a different color and a different texture. And it, and it goes on, man, for like, mind you, the funniest part of this whole story is that we, we did it at 1.45 a.m. This was the night of the time change. So time went ahead an hour. So I like, I'm, I'm like, I like wake up like 20 minutes into it, 15 minutes into it. I'm like, oh, let me hit that pen again. I hit the pen again. And now I'm in like an all white room that just has two benches, white couches, like lying inside. And now it's changing colors and changing textures. But this entire time, I never felt such like, I said like euphoric peace almost. Like I was in this state of like, like I'm not in my body. I'm not in, mm-hmm. I'm not my body. I'm not my mind. Um, I'm just my soul uh, yeah, now. I've, I've I'm just there. existing. I've been there a couple times like, in meditation. And it's... Like a different dimension. Yeah, and I've been there only once in meditation. And I've explained this to that friend of mine again. But like, for it's... so like when I snap out of it and I look at my phone and my phone says 3.15 a.m., I'm like, oh my God, we've been in there for an hour and a half, dude. And he's like, no way, no way. So then I go into my text and realize I text somebody right before we did it. And yeah. it only been about 30 minutes. Dude, there was no withdrawal. There was no yeah. like depression or anxiety afterwards it was almost as if like all of my mental health issues were gone like in this and like this lasted for like several days this feeling after this post feeling of like yeah. i'm at like peace with everything in the world and nothing can offset that and now i have i'm back to like my yeah my that i desire to have around me at all times and it's just like i don't know it's just like something that i would explain if i could only use one word it'd just be pure I felt yeah. pure. Like I felt like uninhibited, uninhibited by like my own fears, my regrets, my, my worries, like all of this was gone. And I just felt amazing. And, and I just felt like, man, if somehow we could replace all the like pills, the doctors tried to give me when I was going through my depression and all this shit, like the deepest I've ever been in that. And as an adult, um, well, this this might have been able to solve it. like it was like to that point where I was like I had no desires to do it again, like in the moment I still don't have it. I'll do it again maybe one day, but it's not like I'm like oh let me get more let me get more. Yeah. Like it, it was just so different, man. And I and I honestly uh, like woke up the next day with like what felt like a new lease on life, like a whole new pers- perspective, you know, and like a whole new living in an entirely new reality that yes was like. Uh, an adaptation of what used to be, but now it's something like I'm, I'm at peace. Yeah. And like, I'm the only times I've ever been able to gain that 
yeah, through meditation. But this was as simple as just like, and I was like, yeah, and just other, it was like I said, I, I felt like I transcended this dimension and was somewhere else where like everything and anything that exists here on this plane didn't matter. Yeah. And, and what mattered was the exploration of my own like soul, yeah. not thought, not being, but like the soul like left and, and, and I went with it. And then, and then, like I said, when I came back, my buddy and I would just have big smiles on our faces and we just talked for like 30 minutes about the warmth and like the, the places like that you could go. And I'm like, dude, the, the most dangerous part about this would be like not stopping yourself from going too deep. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like if I did it for, for hours or something like that, that's when it would be like so difficult to come back to. Yeah. From, yeah. It was, it was amazing, man. And I, I just... I'm like, this is something that exists in this world that, you know, most people, and I hate saying that most people, because what do I know about, you know, percentages of people knowing about things, but like most people I know have no idea about this shit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, man, it's just, you take psychedelics and you come back and you're like, does anyone know that this exists? Like there's a a key to this doorway, like like, heaven exists right here. Hey, it's here, like it's right, right now. It's, it's up to you. It's not like, this like ethereal thing that happens when you're dead. It's like heaven exists today, this afternoon. It's just it's just a handful of mushrooms it wasn't, away. It wasn't like intense, like no, trippiness. It's, no, like, it's it not. Like to me, because like when I eat, like even when I even when I take mushrooms, sometimes like it's just like, and I haven't taken them in years, but it's like it's, it's overwhelming. It's whereas well, like whereas like because I'm still I'm like it's like half half the pants on, half the pants off because I'm still like overly aware of my thoughts and feelings when I'm on mushrooms. When I'm on acid, it takes pretty much all that away, but I'm still here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel great and I'm and I'm like feeling things and swirls and all this and that and colors are popping and it's amazing. But this was like, it was like, those are the only things I can compare it to, but this was still like so drastically different because it felt like I, I like I said, transcended my existence and left for a yeah. little while. And then I came back and like I said, it was like all that aggression, all that anger, all this like rage inside of me just seemed to be gone. And I'm like, I'm like, is it going to come back if I start like doing the same things that I was doing before? So I have to be mindful of it. I need to do more meditation. I need to get back more into yoga. And there's no reason why I can't right now. You know what I mean? Because like I'm off work, it's, it's, it's wide open. So I've just got to figure out, um, how, how strict i'll be about sticking to that plan you know yeah but it's something i was gonna say that's like the peace i've felt with meditation the few times it's truly gone into a different place yeah it's not like psychedelics it's like because those are intense they have like their own baggage with them it's like things are shaking and moving and like it's fun but like with this like the meditation bliss it's very yeah it's pure that's a perfect word for it is you literally just it's like perfectly like filtered wall yeah or it's like a blank through. canvas you're it's you're just like you're literally when you're there and you literally it's just like you feel like you could hear a pin drop on the other side of the planet it's just it's, it's just insane. like echoes of eternity and you're just I'm like only... it's not happiness that's the thing is it's not no, there's not happy not. and sad there's not good and bad it's literally just it just is peace. and that's it's, what it i always is. it is that's what, like... it's just pure reality and you're just like ah oh. and yeah you look at life and whenever I get into that spot, what life feels like is life feels like I was playing a really intense video game and then I hit pause and I like went into the kitchen or whatever. And I literally just left that reality. It's on the TV. I just walked away yeah. from it. 
that's what it feels like. You're like, literally, like you hit pause on life. You're like, okay, I understand I'm playing human on earth. Pause. And you're like, let me go into this room of bliss. And it's just yeah. like human on earth is like a game you're playing that you're like, yeah, I'm yeah. going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hit resume after this. But you're exactly. like, you're like, it's just, it's over. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It's, it's, it's something else. But like this in particular, like I said, I mean, I've been tripping on the psychedelics for years. This was so different, man. And the, like I said, the, one time, the only time I've ever felt this in meditation was very similar, though, in terms of like, I had some like, I think I had some soft music going, or I could have just been sitting in a room with nothing. And I had my eyes closed and I wrote it all down in my meditation journal after. And I explained it to my friend like this. It was like, it was like once I cleared my mind, I, it was like absolute um, nothingness. Mm. It was like nothingness. And then all of a sudden in the meditation, I began like, it's not hallucination because it's in your mind but I began like having different things pop into my head that had no rhyme or reason in terms of like where they were coming from or why I would be thinking about them. Like one, like one was shape, another was an item, but the colors were not what they are in our typical life, like of when we view these things. And, and after that meditation and feeling that way of seeing these like shapes, colors and all this just from nothingness, it was like almost like it's, it's enlightening. It's almost like makes you it made me reflect on what is important and like what I have access to just right here within me, as opposed to what for so many years I've strived to become or strive to gain that would hold no true value in this place. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so I, I don't have to look at myself in this reality and be so strict or be so like hard on myself or crazy about because as you said, like, it's like a video game. This is only like one facet of existence. And like, you know, yeah, we're all scared of dying and it's this one and that. Channel. But like, but, but like, but like death is merely like, it's like a trampoline that'll bounce yeah, you're you going to somewhere next, else. It's just, yeah, something else, something different, man. And I don't know for sure, but like in my current state, I'd like to choose to believe like that, um, you know, I have everything I could ever need and ask for in this in this life right now, and and if it gets any better, then I'm a very I'm a very blessed person. You know what yeah. I mean? And if shit hits the fan and gets bad, well then that's that's you the that's the hand you're dealt. That's that's what ha yeah. that's what happens. And there's and the perhaps like through all the bad stuff, which is extremely difficult to view this way when you're going through it, but. It's it it also is a trampoline. It's getting you somewhere else. It's you some, yeah, whether, it's, it all you know, it's it, the good and the bad. It's always bringing you somewhere. Just yeah, just be open to it. It's be open to it. Be open to others. Realize like um, you know, it's like Ram Dass in that in the one of the songs, basically just like you know was told he was told like love everybody. Yeah, and initially he's love like everyone. that's impossible. Yeah, like love everyone. Like they, tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's so it's like a constant state of of just you know like it's a me versus me, but at the same time now, like with as much self love as I have, and I can use that to help defend my soul when I'm reflecting to not be so like hard on myself because my ego allow you know I allow my ego to do something or get the best of me. Well then, um, still love myself, still keep moving forward, still learning from everything you can, 
and and hoping that now as i'm prepared to become a parent in this fucking crazy time it's like hopefully be able to utilize that to help this child gain that ability much sooner it might it might not even it might not be my place or my role but as a you know as a parent i'm like yes that's what i'm here to do is to like help this kid no matter what it is that i need to help them with but at the same time it might be something that happens to that person that child in their life much later on that triggers it for them you know as it has for me um and i'm 31 i'll be 32 this year so would you, you know it's just like what happens you know don't worry about it don't stress about it don't freak out like especially if it's financial and stuff like that's easy too because it's hard we, we live in this uh, capitalistic society, which I'd still choose every day of my life over any kind of form of socialism or communism. But it, but at the same time, like just ebbs and flows, man. Go with it. Yeah. Be the best. Be the best. Do the best you can. Hold yourself to a high standard, but also don't beat yourself up. Don't yeah. kill yourself so if you can't live up to that at every moment at every. Yeah. Man, we had. This is going to sound crazy, and I don't mean to be super critical of them. We had uh, two conferences going on last Wednesday. One was PGA Marketing Forum. That's where I was. But then my, some of my coworkers were in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes concert, uh, uh, conference. And the guy said, the guy basically said that like what God expects of you is perfection. And this and that, he was like beating this into these kids, these like young kids. And I'm like the same way Catholicism and the way I was taught it, like kind of fucked me up. Yeah. I feel like I worry for kids being told things like that because it's like we're people we're gonna make mistakes you're gonna have impure thoughts you're gonna have all these things but if this person's telling you that if if you have an impure thought you'll you're not perfect you can't get perfection and perfection is the only way to be well then what you're setting in my opinion these kids up for is feeling less than all yeah. the time feeling less than what they truly are which is perfect with who with the, just the way they are like don't get me wrong because i i am the first person to make the argument that what the fuck have we done in society with all this plus size bullshit in terms of like obesity because it's just unhealthy mm -hmm. i mean yes there are people who are just naturally bigger and it's like that's their healthy weight but at the same time we've gotten to a point where we're like we we want people to feel happy and okay with who they are even if it's unhealthy and to me that's where it's like you have to draw the line like and, he, and the funniest one i heard was like i saw an article that said um overweight or plus size women are not attracted to overweight men yeah and i was like what like yeah. how does that work like are they both overweight yeah. like why why is one plus size and one's overweight like that's yeah. it that's what we're doing in society now though and we did it in order to course correct for like you know the hero always being a man a white man handsome muscular this and that the heroes this and that not and can't be that and it's like so now we're trying to course correct you know make women make girls feel like you know they have the power too to do anything this mm -hmm. and, that. and it's like but but just as we've done with this like of people being offended and sensitivity and feelings are more important thing like are we going too far yeah. are we course correcting too far and now going off another deep end off a rail like into a place that it's like you're going to get reactions to that so the reaction the ultimate reaction to me from all this course correcting is like you know hardcore either alt-right or antifa you know what i mean you get these groups of people opposite sides of what they believe but they're like the exact same fucking yeah, people yeah. and you know one wears masks and the other wears ties it doesn't matter and they, and they fuck people up and act yeah. crazy and supposedly represent huge chunks of society when in actuality it's like no they're just the loud ass minority but you know the other side now uses that as fuel to hate even more you know and and 
the most real fucking thing ever taught from Star Wars was like hate leads to anger, anger leads to whatever, and then that leads to the dark side. You know what yeah. I mean? And jealousy and all this stuff. And and it's just a matter of how do you manage it internally. And and for me, it was just a crazy experience to be able to kind of hit reset on all of that because yeah. I felt some of that recently, you know. And yeah. And and but but it does suck to come back to a reality where like you know uh, where where there's all this nonsense in my opinion going on where people at such like a face value or face level are like making choices and have their opinions and express themselves. And, and you know it doesn't it doesn't truly benefit anybody but but them and their ego yeah. which is ultimately the real enemy of all mankind is like our egos like yeah. you know it's like because that's who we think we should be but the soul is who we really are so what are you willing to do to become the person you think you should be to some people that step over everyone never lend a helping hand but to me in order to to be who I am will always be to try to help people, even if sometimes it's at my cost, which is not a good thing because you shouldn't make yourself suffer necessarily at the expense of others. But it really depends on what that expense is. If it's to make people laugh, I find value in that. If it's to make them smile, same thing. But, you know, yeah. what, what are we really gaining? You know, yeah. or what are they gaining? And sometimes people will treat you like shit if you expose that side of yourself i mean yeah. I've, been, no, it's, I've had that happen to me so many times man that 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 no that 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 does happen um dude i'm i'm gonna have to to end this my, no, you're ear, good, my man. ear is you're good. I see you killing struggling. me i don't know so, why it's hurt i'm, I'm sorry I've, I've i'm trying to think of like remedies for it but i've never I mean, had like an actual ear yeah, my mom's a nurse, you didn't so you couldn't I'm, have possibly done anything to damage your eardrum right not that i know of because I, um, I'll tell you, what, here's a funny, gross ending to this whole thing. I went, uh, I went to Hawaii a few years ago, 2016. I was supposed to go to Italy. Wish I could have just gone to Italy by myself. I made, I, I kind of made a decision out of fear to go to Hawaii because I knew if I go to Italy by myself, I've got to learn a lot of Italian real quick, and I got to be comfortable with like making my own schedule, making my own plans, driving all over the place. So I went to Hawaii instead because I knew I'd party. I was on a helicopter uh, tour. My friend arranged for me through Wyndham Hotels. I went like this. I had the headset on went like this because my ear itched while we were in the air a thousand feet um doing that allowed air pressure to seep in through my headset into my ear and my eardrum exploded Holy like in the middle of like so for like four days straight what i was hearing on this side was completely different from this side i go to a doctor finally he's like yeah your eardrums burst man it's you're gonna have to like put these drops in you're gonna have to do this you're gonna have to do that and it's fine now my hearing's okay but the gross part of it is now when i get sick and this was happening to me when I have it. If I blow my nose really hard, mucus comes out of my eyes Jesus. because I fucked my like receptacles yeah. or whatever it is yeah. that connects from your ear to your sinuses and shit like that. So it's just a nasty fucking thing. But if you just have an ear earache, ah, rest. Yeah, uh, you know that's, that's probably what, all. That's you, what, I'm gonna that's do. what everybody needs I'm... to do right now, man. Yeah, but I'm I appreciate, gonna... I, dude, I appreciate you letting me just like go at it with you today, even though oh, you feel like yeah. no, dude. I know. I oh, thank shit. you for coming on, man. I, like, I love, ha I love having you on because it felt just like it was a good flow. It's a fucking free flow. That's why I love it. That's why I love having. It's like a lot of chaos, but it's almost like as if like it's chaos with a purpose to like 
inform and educate each yeah. other and learn as much as we can while we chat. Yeah, no, that's what you like. I said, that's why I love having you on. I love having people on and we talk about a specific thing. And I love having you on because I'm just like, let's fucking spin the wheel, throw the darts. Like, let's see where this motherfucker it's so goes funny. today. It's just, and, it, and it's always funny because I, I think I'll always like reflect on this that like I still have memories of like going to your guys' house a few times, you know, in Sugarloaf and yeah. like playing basketball outside, running around the inside, like, yeah. Um, you know, so there's those like crazy good memories, like, um, you know, and the funniest thing was after the last time we talked, your mom reached out to me, um, yeah. on Instagram of all places just to be like, Hey, congratulations. Yeah. I heard you're going to be yeah. a dad. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, it's yeah. so nice. That's, that was like on top of like all the positives that came away from us just being able to reconnect and chat about all these things. It was nice to hear from your mom Fuck and your yeah. mom was always so nice. Yeah. Dude. Like oh, coming to all our basketball games. She was like the biggest fan of everybody's yeah. like, yeah. she like, I know for a fact, your mom, there were like other parents who I think would like get upset because your mom was such an avid supporter of my all mom, of us. My mom's which, an angel. Which is like yeah, yeah. unforgettable and like eternally grateful for. Yeah. And it's like all these other people getting upset because this person doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks and he's gonna <laughs> cheer from the top. I'm like, that's what being a that's what being a good parent or good like, yeah. you know, my mom doesn't is, give a fuck. Is like she's cheering she's on the next whistling group. and shit, screaming, yeah. She was intense, man, and she's just such a nice person. And I, I like that's her. That's how she is out, with my podcast. Po- that's how she is with my podcast. Yeah, that's why. I, so that's why I fucking man. love. But my it was mom. so nice of her to do that. And like you know, like I said, give your give my love to your family, man. Of and, course, dude. Yeah, let's and let's um, let's definitely schedule another one. Let's not do such big gaps in between. Let's, yeah, uh, dude. No kidding. I'm uh, I'm all about it, man. I got all this free time, dude. Fuck yeah, well, we're like quarantined, man. So we got yeah. all the time in the world. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, who knows how long this thing lasts? But you know, stay vigilant and. You see somebody cough, you know, make sure you tell the Gestapo. So yeah, 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 um, yeah. Write, write down their license plate yeah, and make sure you kill them. Yeah. A tweet I saw where it was like, North Korea has the best coronavirus control possible. And it was like 10.01 a.m., one person has it. 10.03 a.m., zero people have it. Yeah. 10.05 one person has it. 10.07, no people. It's Ooh. like, <laughs> we're so lucky to live here and like, People are freaking out because of what's happening in Italy. And don't get me wrong, it's terrible. I don't mean to make light of all this shit, dude. But like H1N1, if you do the research and look at it, yeah, it didn't spread as fast, but it killed people at a higher rate. It was only 11 years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into why I think the media is making this one so much crazier yeah. than that. But like, okay, it's awful. It's awful. I think something like 32,000 people in Italy are inf- uh, infected by, or no, 30. Yeah, 32,000 people in Italy are infected by it. 2,100 have died. Yeah. Um, there's 60 million people in that fucking country, dude. Yeah. Like, if you really do the math, like, yeah, it's terrible and it's moving rapidly, but it's been going on there for the last two weeks. And, and you know, damn, that's a big-ass bird. 12, only only 2,000 people have died. Like, I know only. That's terrible yeah, of me yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying. And on top of that, the people who are dying are 70-plus with prior conditions. Yeah. Like, and this is something I want to talk about we didn't really get to, but it's like 70-plus with prior conditions. There's been a virus or plague every year for the last 300 years. Look it up. 1720 or no, 1820, 1920, and 2020. To me, man, to end all this, like, and this is going to sound like a real asshole thing to say, maybe. This is the earth, dude. The yeah, earth is, earth if this wasn't Chinese people in a lab making something to kill off undesirables on purpose, old, poor people who don't have health care, which I totally could see Chinese people, the Chinese government doing, then this is just the earth reacting yeah. it's an organism it's a living organism it's killing off its weak bacteria that doesn't belong yeah. here us yeah fucking people who are fucking weak and old and you know what if it was kids under the age of 10 who were most in danger then i'd be freaking out too and panicking. yeah 
If yeah. it was the youth, it was the healthiest of us all dying from the shit, then I'd be freaking out. But since it's 70 plus old people, yeah, I'll quarantine myself. I'll stay home. But like you said, I'm a gamer. Yeah. I was made for this. Yeah. You know, I feel bad. I think the youngest person I've seen die from is 21. Dude literally had leukemia. I'm like, his immune system was fucked, you know? It's a right. shitty situation, and we'll, let me we'll check back in with each other like two weeks, Fuck man. Yeah. Let me know what you Fuck yeah. yeah, so I yeah, yeah. I, I've got to go take no, some Tylenol or something. I hate, it, it hurts. I hate that. I can talk forever, but I, I hate seeing you like this. All right, brother. Hey, man, have a great day. Take care of that earache, dude. God's, and like I said, say up to everybody. Godspeed. I'll, I'll text you, all right? Yeah, bro. Take care, man. Peace.